is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, happy Monday to you. Welcome to The Monty Show. As always, we are presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business where you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. So there's no reaching into your pocket. You don't have to have a wad of cash to get the best representation in the business. No, in fact, you can chat online right now with the best injury attorneys in the business at theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A big show for you. And we'll start out with some breaking news. Um, this afternoon, uh, just talking to a lot of people about college football news and trying to get the very latest uh, on where we are with expansion. We were uh, able to, I don't know if the word is fall into, uh, but we just had a great conversation with a well-placed source who says a college football playoff very likely will be changing in 2024. And while I think we all knew that, um, I think one of the big stories here is that there is a very, very strong movement amongst the Power Four conferences to eliminate the auto qualifiers. And this is an obvious step, but now we see these Power Four conferences leveraging their strength. And what they're trying to do is eliminate this qualifier of the top six conference champions and then the six uh, highest rated teams after that. And I think what you are what you are starting to see very clearly is that these P four conferences want to eliminate that because it gives conferences like I don't know the Big Ten who just added Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA four teams that should on the anum compete for a spot in the college football playoff. If the Big Ten's getting four of twelve, you can imagine the SEC. They're going to want at least four of 12. That's eight. And then what do you say to the Big 12, who just expanded as well and added a a real volume, including teams like Utah, who has back-to-back Pac-12 champions and back-to-back Rose Bowl appearances. I mean, you're looking at a situation where G5s could be pushed out of this altogether. Now, obviously, this is going to have to go through committee at the college football playoff. Um, because what you have to understand is the selection committee isn't the one that's going to make this decision. There are two committees below them, including athletic directors, including managers that are very well represented amongst G5 schools. So this is going to be a battle. And I think we have less than 10 months to make this decision, Jake, but I am not at all surprised to see the remaining power four conferences making a move to ensure their spots at the table. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's as usual, a power struggle. It's as usual, a conversation in college athletics, but specifically college football, where you have the haves trying to continue to be haves and the have nots trying to figure out how they can get a big boy seat at the table. And I think that's unfortunately the structure and the 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 way things work. I think that you know the the college football playoff to this point uh, has been really enjoyable as a fan. You know, it's been something that I think we all love talking about and we all love experiencing and we love the way you know the bowl games kind of feed into the college football playoff and the whole thing. But ultimately, this is yeah, this is the big boys trying to continue to be 
the big boys and ensure their success as deep into the season as possible. And when, you know, we boil this down and we really look at, well, why does it matter so much to them? Yeah, sure. You want to win championships and you want to have as much success as possible, but let's not make any mistake about this. This is a money play. This is these schools saying, Hey, we have a lot of success on a consistent basis. And we want to make sure that we're in a strong position to continue to do that because we know that every single year we go to the college football playoff and every single year that Nick Saban and Kirby smart or Nick Saban and Ryan day or whoever it might be, you know, compete for the uh, championship of college football, you're getting paid and you're getting paid a lot of money. And you know, the more money you can get paid, the longer your conference is going to survive. And I think there's this sense now that the Pac-12 thing has happened and, you know, we've gone through that process. We watched that conference die. You know, there's, to me, a sense of this, this like, hey, we need to do everything we can to, to build as strong a foundation as we can, even if we're Alabama and Georgia, even if we're Ohio State and Michigan, even if we're TCU and, and, and still in the Big 12, Texas. Right, even if you're these nameplate teams, you still have to do everything you can do to grab the power and keep the control. So to me, this was an inevitable thing that was, you know, going to take place. But I just think that the Pac-12 collapsing and the Pac-12 going through what they went through really was the catalyst to kind of light the fire for this conversation and get it going. And, and and honestly, if I'm the Mountain West right now, if I'm the San Diego States of the world, if I'm any group of five uh, football team that has any aspirations of getting deep into the college football playoff. This is a massive, massive conversation that I don't know that I want the big boys to be able to, to execute on. Well, you, one of the names that I think is really critical is a guy we talked to at uh, Big 12 Football Media Days, and that's Terry Mahajer, the athletic director at UCF, who is on uh, the athletic director advisory group. Uh, now he's coming from a G5 situation into a P5 situation. And if, if you look at the Houston's of the world, the Cincinnati's of the world, the UCF's, the BYU's like you're, you're taking G5's in an independent and making them P5's that gives the G5's less influence. And now you're giving a, a conference like the big 10 far more influence by adding these four PAC 12 schools. And you look at the influence that the sec already has, I mean, this is this is a real tipping point. And by the way, what else does this point to? This points to the ACC and expansion because you're starting to understand that obviously the Big Ten grew exponentially in influence here, I think, because they are going to have quite a bit more firepower in 2024 in football. Sure. That is without a doubt. And you look at this news today um, that USC hired Jennifer Cohen from Washington, which I think is a coup. Jennifer Cohen, the first ever female athletic director in the history of USC, um, coming from Washington to USC. That's a huge move for USC. She is a phenomenal, phenomenal athletic director. Um, I, I mean, you're seeing the Big Ten coming to life right before your eyes. And now you're in this position where all of these P5s, now P4s, they're really, this, a, this is a power grab. That's exactly what this is. But one of the interesting conversations, and I think one that is incredibly important to have, is should all P4s and G5s play nine conference games? Because it, we've been talking about this for, I feel like, months now. Right. At some point, 
you're going to have to play 10 conference games. If, if every major conference goes to 20 teams, which within a decade probably happens, if not sooner. But right now, you have the opportunity. If you are a, a, a G5 administrator, you have the opportunity to make it more difficult for the SEC, the, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the ACC, to, to just power grab those spots by making them play more interconference games. Mm -hmm. In the SEC, they play eight games in conference. That's it. And while those are usually four, five really difficult games, you look at the Pac-12 this year, they're going to feast on each other, right? You look at the Big Ten, for instance. They've got two spots locked up in the college football playoff. That's done. Michigan and Ohio State, they're in. There's no doubt about that. You look at the SEC, they have two spots locked up in the college football playoff. They're in. There's no doubt about that. The question is, where are the upsets going to be and who, on some way, shape, or form, is going to survive the Pac-12 schedule to put themselves in a position to compete with the SEC who plays eight games? That's a huge part of this. Because if you force these P4 conferences to play a minimum of nine conference games, that's a lot more wear and tear. And I know it's, it seems like just one or two more games, what's the big deal? But when you're talking about Georgia, Alabama, Lane Train, Clemson, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, SC, like you're talking about physical, quality, powerful athletes running into each other two more weeks a year. Yeah. And remember, the college football playoff when it expands to 12, is going to start in December. So there is no rest for the weary. Playing nine conference games, and eventually I think, in my opinion, it's going to be 10. But I was told today by sources that the G5 is one of the bargaining chips they will absolutely use as this minimum bar for conference games to make it far more difficult on the P4s to, to suck up all of those spots. And I think that's going to be very interesting. If you eliminate the auto qualifier... That, that six auto qualifier, yeah. and you just go the top 12 teams, the Cinderella story is dead. I, I think it is very, very difficult to expect the best of the best G5 teams. And if you go back to the BCS here, I mean, go with Boise State, obviously, or who Utah, back the original BCS buster. How likely are those stories now? If you if you eliminate the auto qualifier, Jake, I think the Cinderella dies. Yeah, and I think that you know the the tough part is is just access. You know, I I, I look at your point about you know UCF or you know any any of these you know group of five schools that are now P five or P four programs, and I and I look at that and I say, yeah, that's why everyone wants to be a P five or a P four. You know, that's why they want to be in a Power Four conference because they understand that gives them access. You know. Not it yeah. doesn't guarantee that you're going to be good, but at least you have access. And I think that, you know, looking at this whole situation, I also think this impacts NIL and recruiting on a massive level. This this is this is a situation now where if this goes through and and this is what we're we're looking at again, top twelve teams like you know that's pretty cut and dry. That's black and white. You're either in or you're out. Like it's that simple. And I think that you know the the tough part with that is it just encourages you know, all the issues we always hear about in, in recruiting and NIL is a dirty business. And like, you know what I mean? Like it just, it just emphasizes the fact that we're just, we're just going to prioritize who wins the most. We don't care how you get your guys. We don't care. You know, like it, I just think it emphasizes that 
that part of it because ultimately to win you got to recruit and to recruit you got to have money right and and to have money you got to win and so no. it's this vicious cycle where if yeah. you don't win you don't have money and you can't recruit and if you don't recruit you can't win so so that's why i say i agree i do think it kills the cinderella story i do think it makes it a lot more difficult but that's precisely what we do in basketball too and i know it's two different sports two different setups two different landscapes it's it really is apples to oranges oh but yeah in, in this sense I do think we're we're trying to bring oranges and apples closer to apples and apples. We just want the 12 best teams to get in, and it is what it is. But is that what we as college football fans want? I think in the NFL we want the the, the best teams in the in the playoffs, no question about it. Well, and what's the difference? And I think that's a great point. What's the difference between the NFL and college football? There is no auto qualifier. There's no auto qualifier, but at the same time, everyone's got equal access. It's a it's a choice at the top of the food chain of every organization in the NFL as to whether they want to compete or not. Are you willing to put the money in to develop your guys and do everything you need to do at the professional level to be a good organization? You either are doing that or you're not. But every, but the point is not who's doing it and who's not. The point is everyone has the opportunity. The difference at the college level is not everybody has but that should opportunity. should we save a spot in the college football playoff for the very best, you know, non-P4 team should we say yeah, whether you I, want to call it group of five group of six whatever you want to call it now yeah should there be one automatic spot for the best fresno state for yeah. the best whoever that you think there should I be i think there should be because i just think that that's the magic of college athletics like i'm not saying that we need to have cinderella story after cinderella story and that's all i care about but i do think that if you said hey some group of five school whatever whatever school i don't even care what the name is but just some lower tier school yeah provides you the david versus goliath matchup and it comes down to the final possession i mean that's 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 where you know legends are made that's where the great story comes from you know it, it, i will admit i do get burned out on kirby versus nick every year i do get burned out on you know ryan day and who like, it's those three guys and everybody yeah. else. And TCU happens once every five years. Like yeah, but I, I, I think I think the way that these conference realignments, the, the restructuring, the shuffling of the deck in college football, the Big Ten is far more compelling today than it's been at any time in the last five years. A thousand percent. I, I, yep. you, you add, especially once, once we get to a year from now. Mm-hmm. I think there is a realistic opportunity for the Big Ten to have four or five teams a year in the college football playoff Fast. if we eliminate, you know, the auto qualifiers. Yeah. I think that's a realistic possibility. I don't know that that's a good outcome for college football. And I, I tend to believe that Cinderella belongs in March. That is her month to bloom. Like, go, go get it. I love San Diego State. I love Florida Atlantic. Those were great stories. College football is different. And one of the things I love about college football in the, in the NFL, I think it's all professional football. You win or you're out. And I think that one of the things in the SEC and the Pac-12 is very much like this. You win your games or you're not going to the, the postseason of, of note. You're going to the, you know, the pool and weed eater butthole vacuum bowl. Like it just doesn't matter. Because it's garbage. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? And one of the things I really loved about North Carolina and basketball last year, you're, we're not going to the NIT. We're not going to the nobody cares basketball tournament. Yeah. 
because we're North Carolina. If you are Michigan, Ohio State, SC, Oregon, Washington, if you're Clemson and Florida State, if you are Georgia and Alabama, if you're not going to the college football playoff, stay your ass at home. Yeah. Right? I, to, to, that's the logic that I have always operated with. I think bowl games, Capital One Bowl Week, and yeah. the month of December, those are for those are for Poughkeepsie State. You know, those are for Jenny's Culinary School. Game like, day is for highlighting the school we've hey, never heard of. Go, go get it, man. You guys want to play in a bowl? Go to the Poinsettia Bowl. Congratulations. At least just know that if you go to the Holiday Bowl, you might get sued. Anyway, the point is... See what he did there. It's the Holiday Bowl and it's the Pac-12. UCLA. (laughs) My point is, I I think I I like the idea of raising the stakes. Right. I I truly do. I don't believe in underdogs or Cinderella stories in college football. I think think what's tough is that it's like, I don't even disagree. In college football, you have to win to be a thing. You just, you do. You do. And you have to win at a really high level. And I think... You know, again, it comes down, uh, again, I feel like this is a daily thing on the show. It's philosophical because someone, some people will tell you, hey, you know, yeah, there there should be a slot for, you know, an underdog to earn their way in to get that opportunity. Because, again, we're not talking about who wins the most. We're talking about opportunity, who has access and who does not. And, frankly, uh, one level deeper, who deserves access yes. because – because the Cinderella story thing is basically a free pass. You're not in a power four school or a power four conference, right? You're at a school that's not a power four school. But, hey, here's your get-out-of-jail-free card to get into the college football playoff and at least play a game, which obviously has massive financial implications for whoever that one school might be. So on the business side of it, I don't think it really hurts anybody. On the uh, at the power four level business side of it, when I look at the slate, if it was let's say it was eleven power four schools and one G five, whoever draws that G five, like let's say they do, you know, one seed versus twelve in that case, that's obviously an auto win. Take a week off for Saban or Kirby or Ryan Day or whoever the hell's got the number one well, seed. Well, and it, I think there are some parts of this current system that's on paper that you could keep. Yeah, I think. It's interesting you bring up the 112. Yeah. I think the top four automatically get that bye week. Yeah. I don't think the top four teams should not be playing until the New Year's Six Bulls, period. I think you've earned that. And, again, I go back to the the NFL, and I see a lot of people commenting that the NFL has auto bids. When I say they don't have auto bids, you win the most games, you get into the playoffs. Yeah. That's not the case in college football. That is not the case in college football. Right. And I think that pisses people off every year. And, and what I'm saying is win your games in the NFL, win more games than everybody else, win more games. You know, if you're not going to win the division, hey, you've got to win more games than the other. Like, you win games in the NFL and you're pretty well on your way. Yeah. In college football, it doesn't matter. It, 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 it you, if you are not a blue blood, like the, the, the Alabama argument last year. Facts. Alabama should have been in. They were one of the better teams. But guess what? Everybody wanted them out, and they lost two games. And it, it's not even about winning in college football. Do you want Alabama in? Because I truly believe the college football playoff committee is all about the best TV matchup. That's just my Facts, opinion. Dude. And I think the committee last year believed that people were burnt out on Alabama. And I think TCU was a great story. And But why is TCU in? They didn't win their conference championship. Like, 
That's what college football is about. Mm -hmm. It's not about win the most games and you're in because you lost your conference championship game and you still got in. So in the NFL, you win games, you're in, period. There's no committee that decides. Well, and I think that's the hard part about college is like, hey, if we go to a, hey, whoever wins the most is in, that, that takes away. In football specifically, that takes away that TCU Cinderella story. I agree. That's great for TV, and, and I couldn't agree more. I do think the committee prioritizes TV, as they should, by the way. The committee is not there to to appease, you know, uh, what Nick Saban thinks the matchup should be. The committee is there to make money, man. I've always said that. Hey, man, their job that they're tasked with is put together a college football playoff that's compelling. That's 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 yeah. what they're there to do. So so to me, I do think it. I've always thought, hey, it should be about winning and not about politics. And the unfortunate side effect of making it about winning is, you know, that Cinderella football story is not going to be there. And the Cinderella story, honestly, is going to exist only in the P4 conferences. Like, there will be... A Vanderbilt. Yeah. A Northwest, well, Northwestern, you know. But think about about the teams that are low right now. Like, if Wisconsin finds their way, Nebraska. A Georgia Tech. A a Georgia Tech. But see, like, like blue... I, I consider Nebraska to be an old world blue blood. I think the Cinderellas would absolutely be Vanderbilt's a great example of that. Indiana football, Illinois football, mm. Northwestern football. Like you never hear from them. You never hear from those schools in football. Those are Cinderella stories. Mm. Right? Like Florida State or Miami or Florida or Georgia Tech would somewhat be, I think, would Virginia or Virginia Tech be a Cinderella story? At this point, they probably would. We built this program would, on NIL. Duke football would be a Cinderella story, even though Duke is one of the biggest brands um, in all of college athletics. I think Duke would be. But I also think there's something to be said for Alabama versus Ohio State or mm. Georgia versus USC in the college football playoff championship game. Yeah. I'm I'm here for big brands, and and, and I know that – there's a lot of people in a lot of corners of this country who like small markets, and I, I, I think there's a place for that. The hardest part for me is when you get something like small market A versus like Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State. Like those, those kind of matchups are not compelling. <coughs> They're not exciting. Kansas yeah. versus Carolina is what we are here for. Yeah, and then we were all surprised when that matchup didn't do TV numbers. Everyone's like, oh, my God, how? You I know. I if if you're going to put a college football game on TV that's for the championship of college football, yeah. I need 8 million viewers. Yeah. And to do that, it's got to be the Notre Dames. It's got to be the Ohio States. You know, like you're going to hear from Kurt Schultz in, in a while that – I don't the embarrassing president in Washington state who's going to say, yeah, no, Pullman's um, not a big TV um, market. You know, um, we're, we're a victim of – Nobody wants to see Washington State play for the college football playoff. And I just think that, sorry, you know, the hard part is to, like, I, I think, like, you know, we're going to get some matchups, you know, again, when this happens, because I don't think it's really if, but when this happens, you know, you're going to get some early playoff matchups that are big, big matchups, you know, like people are going to lose games and they're going to go home and you're going to be like, wow, like, yeah. dude, like Ohio State, Lost here, Alabama lost there, you know, maybe, you know, I doubt Georgia loses, but Georgia lost to, like, you're going to get some of that some years. And I think that's also good for TV. I think big losses, upsets 
are what the committee's trying to do as well. But look, if you're just tuning in, um, there are big changes coming to the college football playoff in 2024. And I think the most fascinating part of this story is the battle of the G5s who are on the manager committee and who are on the athletic director committee. I think it is going to be fascinating. There are a ton of G5 voices that have legitimate sway in the future of the college football playoff. And I am genuinely excited to see the battle and the head-to-head between the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, and the Big 12 against the G5s. Because it's very clear these P4 conferences want the 1 through 12. The top 12 teams in the college football playoff ranking get into the college football playoff. End of story. I think there's no doubt, and I understand it. It's a power grab. But you can't tell me that any of those P4 conferences want to be mandated nine or 10 conference games. And I think it's a fascinating push and pull, and I am here for it. All right, more of you, less of us here on the Monty Show. Um, Before we get your comments in here, Crack a bucked up with us. Bucked up energy, the energy provider of the Monty Show. I've got my buckshot right here. I'll tell you, I played really crappy golf over the weekend. The buckshot doesn't make you drive it more straight off the tee, but it does enlighten you in your level of pissed offness. It gives you a much more clearer mind that allows you to drop more creative F-bombs when you slice that ball into the pond at Canyon's Golf Course. So you think more clearly. Gotta be fucking kidding. So you have a wider dichotomy of vocabulary. And so what I'm trying to get across here is no matter who you are and what you're doing, if you want to be able to curse in more diverse terms, drink a buckshot. Or if you're trying to get a pivot table, it's done. Come or, on, fuck uh, it. What uh, I'm uh, trying to say down. is. Hell, oh, um, oh, fuck it. You know, put the Put the pot shot in the refrigerator. It's better cold. They're amazing. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine, um, and it absolutely gives you a mental lift. Uh, one of the things I love it for, and and this is not on the label, and I'm sure it's not sanctioned by the company, but if you have a bit of a headache, I had a, I've had a headache all day. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to pop this buckshot 20 minutes from now. It'll be gone because it just helps you mentally. Mm-hmm. Right? So let, let me just, you know. So I said, yeah. Yeah, dude. The whole thing. Boom. Gone. Done. Love it. And I just am a huge fan of it because it, it doesn't give you the jitters. You know, the, the worst thing is when you pop caffeine. <laughs> no, it doesn't give you that. <laughs> it does not give you that. It's a nice, level, clean, long-lasting energy boost from Bucked Up. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout in the description below. Get a sampler pack of their brand new protein bar. And you guys know on this show, I hate protein bars. The Buck Bar, it's decadent. It's a dessert, man. I love it. Whey protein isolate, the best proteins, the best ingredients. Buckedup.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, big shout out to our guy, Brandon Butler, who gifted 10 memberships. Let's go, baby. Fantastic start to the show. The only thing better would be if all 900 of you watching the show hit the like button right now. That would be awesome here on the Monty Show. Thanks. Give us a thumbs up. Hit the like button. And if you are not a subscriber, please do so. Um, As almost though it was just yesterday, we crossed the 23,000 subscriber mark. 
and we are just 340 away from 24,000. Go. So great job in just a, about a week's time we've picked up almost 700 subs. So if you're not a subscriber on the channel, please help us out. Give us a subscribe. Really helps the channel grow. Give us a like. That helps as well. Uh who's got dibs on the first comment today? Jay Sleep gives us $6 to say Big 10 SEC P4 major networks Best be careful they don't get anti-competitive lawsuits placed on that ass. Well, the problem is, is that you can't give them an anti-competitive lawsuit um, because they have antitrust status in their nonprofits. So they have a system in place. It is on paper. It is agreed to by all members of the NCAA, which is why the NCAA needs to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not going to get an anti-competitive lawsuit. When you are a member of the NCAA, one of the first things you do is agree to abide by the policies and the the rules and regulations of the NCAA, uh, which I guarantee you, and I, I probably shouldn't be guaranteeing things I don't know for a fact, but I am almost a hundo P that there is a, a, a hold harmless in a non-litigation clause in there. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see uh, you know NCAA members suing the NCAA. It would be counterproductive. So I don't know about that, but I think there is no question that there has got to be a solution for the G5s. There has to be. In, in, in the spirit of this comment from Jay Sleep, I mean, I, I, I think you have to have, you have to have good stories in college football. And I think there are all good stories, you know, all these kids, the Carson Beck being the starting quarterback at Georgia, you know, like you could point to a thousand and one of them. But what I'm telling you is the G5 going up, the behemoth going up against Michigan. That's what you want. You want the, you know, SMU is a frequent target of this show. Uh, SMU's President Turner is on the board of managers for the college football playoff. Yeah. Do you think SMU is not going to fight tooth and nail even though their football team is ridiculously bad? Do you think they're not going to fight tooth and nail for a seat at the table should they ever decide to use their vast funding to actually win football games? Well, of course they are. Of course they are. No doubt. Lopes Fan Gabe gives us $5. Lopes Fan, how are you? Lopes up. Uh, Cinderella stories are for March Madness. Thank you. Uh, if a team can't make the top 12 in the college football playoff, there's no way they are a top five, let alone the best. I, and I think that's the argument right there, isn't it? Because if you're Boise State, you know, if you're Cincinnati under Luke Fickle, who went to the college football playoff and got boat raced. On to Cincinnati. Right? But if you're any of these G5 teams, that the, 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 the South Floridas of the world claiming yeah. championships or yeah. – you believe that you belong there. But do you belong there? Because when is the last time? And I mean, you, you, sure, you could bring up Appy State, Michigan. When's the last time a true small school went into a big house and won a game of consequence? When's the last time a small school went into a big house in November and won a game of consequence? It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time, and everybody points to Tulane, USC. USC was checked out of that game. With all due respect to Tulane, and I love Tulane, uh, that, that's a bowl game that nobody at USC wanted to be part of. Yeah. 
if that's the college football playoff and you're playing a play-in, you know, essentially a play-in game, if you're one of the, the, the first series of playoff games in December looking for a spot in the New Year's Six Bowl, okay. That, and you beat and Tulane goes in and beats SC at the Coliseum. Okay, now now we've got something to talk about. The problem is that's never fucking happening. Yeah. You're not going into the Coliseum in a playoff game, Tulane, and beating USC. You're not doing that. Because at that point, they're one of the top 12 teams in the country and they're awfully good. Because they're always going to have a quarterback. They're always going to have a head coach. My God, USC hired Jennifer Cohen from Washington today. In nothing short of a robbery. I'm for real. How on earth did USC get over on the Pac-12 and now they've gotten over on Washington? I'm for Twice. real. Twice they gutted your conference and now they stole one of the best athletic directors in the country. Yep. USC is going to USC. And for everybody out there who's like, oh, stop stroking the, the men of Troy. I'm going to sit here and stroke the men of Troy because I'm telling you, they're always a threat. You gotta get stroked. Always a threat, man. At, look, USC, Oregon, Washington, UCLA. I'm hesitant to say UCLA because Chip Kelly's so overrated, <coughs> but they're always gonna be in the conversation in football. Yeah, 100%. They always are. Yeah, even when they suck, they are. Michigan and Ohio State are always gonna be there. My, my, my belief is. Add Wisconsin to that list now. Add Nebraska in the big in the the Big Ten in the big picture, and now you're looking at not four new. You're looking at six new contenders for the college football playoff out of the Big Ten. Ah, God damn! Yeah, dude. Now yeah. you tell me the Big Ten doesn't want to eliminate the auto qualifiers. <laughs> Come on, yeah, they do. Of course they do, and yeah. they should. Yeah, and they should. Anyway. I know I'm a big market the guy. The longevity of your conference is decided on the football field, and it's that simple. I am a big market guy, and I know it pisses people off, and I'm not trying to stir the pot, and I'm truly not. And, and, and again, I have, a, I have mad respect for guys like Kyle Whittingham at Utah, who was the original BCS buster, and hey, I, I love that. There's a reason the BCS isn't here anymore. Yeah. We're in a different time now, and I just don't see that when – when we're so competitive for every viewer in, in television, and really television's going away because streaming is here, when we're trying to get every sports fan to put on our app to watch our game, man, you, you can't afford the SMUs of the world creeping in, the, the UTSAs of the world creeping in. But, but what do all those schools have in common, though, bro? What, what do all those schools have in common? They don't make money. It's that simple. Not on not on the level of the P4s, they don't. Yeah, well, and that's all that matters. We're, we're not talking about making levels, making money on the level of a, a, a G5 or, you know, like, we're not talking about any of that. It, it's very simple to me. Like, again, like, dude, these schools want the power because what what is, if you go deeper, like, what does having three, four, hell, even five in the college football playoff mean for your conference? Nothing. Oh, I think it means everything. Not if you don't win. Oh, Wait, I, say that again? If you if the Big Ten's got five teams in the college football playoff, oh, okay, if the right. SEC's got four or five teams in the college football playoff, those schools are getting paid, which yeah. means your conference is going to be healthier, which means the relationship with your TV partners is going to be better, yes. which means the first conference that gets to 20 and inevitably 25 and so on and so forth, like your conference's fate is decided on the football field, and I, But I also, to that point, 
Because if you have 12 <laughs> and the, the top 12 in the country are four from the Big Ten and four from the SEC and three from the Big 12, I mean, you see where I'm going here. And you're Dabo. getting, you're getting, and you're getting Dabo. Uh, you're gonna. What am I gonna say? Uh, we're gonna In go. God's to, name. We're gonna go to likeness. 16 because Jesus is a Notre Dame fan. And so that's how I look at it. We're going to 16. Yeah. That, that's that is the future. I, I I love the idea of 12, and I know the student athletes cannot be playing. They football. can't travel across we, the country, and they cannot, can't play more football. We cannot be playing more football into February. <coughs> I have exams to pass. Well, no, don't actually, lie to me. Yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we, they're paying we can somebody start, to do that. Okay, we can start the college football playoff in the in the last week. You know, call it the Turkey Bowl. I don't give a damn. We'll play it in the last week of November, and we'll start earlier in December, and the kids will just keep rolling. We're getting somewhere. And the ones who can't handle it will get eliminated. Again, and has and have nots. And then Alabama will win again. It just it just is. That's the – you're, you're good enough or you're not Yep, is my point. We're going to 16. And, my again, within a decade, I, I like the, the guys I was talking to about this thing today said it, it's a cool story to have the G5 involved, but they don't make money. Oh. And they don't make money. I think that's a that's an it's absolutely... all that we're talking about here. That's an absolutely great point. Big shout-out to our guy, Aaron Wilson. He gave a membership today. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. 11 new members on the show today. Appreciate all of you guys. We could not do this show without you. Thank Bro you very room. much. Uh, which is why we want to give you tickets to see... The original BCS Buster. <laughs> I guess that's kind of a coincidence. Uh, Prime's coming to Salt Lake City to see uh, Kyle Whittingham in the Utah Utes. Yes! Colorado. Yes! And Utah. A rivalry reborn. And a lot of people don't understand that Colorado and Utah are a rivalry. Uh, November 25th at Rice-Eccles Stadium. We are giving you a pair of tickets to go to that game, all you have to do is go to Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road or down in St. George. And my goodness, if you're in St. George, please be careful. All the water, all the flash flooding from Hurricane California and Mexico thing, please be cool down there. I know there's a lot of water there. I know you guys are going through it. So we appreciate all of our listeners in Arizona, Southern California. My God, Las Vegas, Nevada, Reno. Shout out to everybody in Reno. Uh, really good to have you guys on the show. I hope we can be an escape for you today because I know through California, Nevada, Arizona, parts of Utah, there is just water everywhere. So really be cool. I hope you guys are all staying safe and dry and enjoy a super chick sandwich today on Riverdale road in Ogden down in the GC. All you have to do is go in, take a picture and be creative because yeah. last time the, uh, we used super chicks, um, Super Chicks wanted to be involved to give give away tickets to BYU's first home game in the Big 12. Big, big deal, right? <laughs> Everybody was excited about it. Like, so many people went into Super Chicks. The winner spelled out the, the final score in French fries like it was amazing. You're going to have to step your game up this time. That's right. Like, uh, and I will say, when we were at Super Chicks this week and I had the court on blue. And it looked amazing. It was amazing. 
Um, somebody here wanted an avocado sandwich. It's a bacavo. So, Get the nomenclature right. You know, but it was, it, it's a great experience because the food's always fresh. The vegetables are chopped every day in house. The fries are chopped every day. That beautiful breaded chicken breast. Yes. It's a full breast that's never frozen. Super chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden. We're down in St. George. Just tag us in a picture. We're happy to hook you guys up. We'll give those tickets away on Friday. Let's go, baby. Utah hosting Colorado on November 25th. All right, back to your thoughts on the show as we talk about uh, this college football playoff change. OG Gary gives us $5. Won't be surprised to see a future where we have four conference champs get top four with a bye, runner-ups get next four, and third-place teams get the remaining four. I, I don't think... I don't think you can just say if you're not, in, you know, if you're it's not in the P. It's too structured, dude. Yeah, if you're That's, not in the P4, you can't get in. What what makes good TV? Drama. How do we create drama? We create uncertainty in gray area. Okay, great. So top four conference champions, auto bid by week one. Everybody else, college football playoff committee is deciding. That's it. That's it. And it, drama in sports is created on the field or the court. And in football, it's created on the field. You want LSU going for the two-point conversion to beat Alabama? That's drama. I want it. That's drama, and I want it too. Jay Sleep for $5 will tickle me pink. Learn something new every day. Touche, salesman. Thank you. Uh, tickle, tickle me pink me was talking pink. about, you know, G5 suing. or uh, It's all good. Appreciate that, uh, Jay Sleep. Sammy Hammond for $5. Sammy, nice to meet you. I believe this is your first super chat. Uh, only the conference champions should go to the playoff. This simplifies everything and makes conferences smaller. Well, that does shrink conferences, but now I think we're past that. Yeah, we're we're past. We're at eighteen now. Yeah, we're and we're going to twenty. Yeah. So somebody forgot to tell the Big Ten that only conference champions were going. <laughs> yeah. So good luck with that, right, Connor Cole. For $5, Monty, I'm looking for a beginner set of clubs. Don't want to spend an arm and a leg. Got any recommendations? PXG, buddy. PXG has a price point for everybody. Um, and I would tell you that depending on where you are, and Connor, if you want to DM me, yeah, uh, I can hook you up with with uh, a PXG fitter. They're great. They're great, great dudes to do and business fitting, with. you know, is worth it. Uh, I yeah. got fit. I really I love my clubs. Um, I decided to go kind of... Nicer end club, mid-level bag kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they have it, – it, it's pointless. A lot of people tell you, oh, just get them off Amazon, go to store, like Don't just get a brand. It. It, it's pointless because you're going to learn on those clubs, and then you're going to be like, all right, cool, I'm good enough on these clubs. Now I can go get fit. And then you go and get fit, and it's like, hey, it's a totally different experience, and you feel lost. It's, it's just silly. And I'll tell you, Jake got fit by Garrett from PXG, our, our PXG rep down in uh, um, Provo, Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not get fitted. I bought my clubs on the PXG website. And you bought really nice clubs. I have great clubs. Yeah. They're just not the right clubs for me. I brought graphite shafts. There's too much flex in that shaft. I need a much stiffer shaft on my driver and my woods. Yeah. I, it, there's just things you need to know to hit the golf ball well. Get fit, you guys. And if you want recommendations or you want me to connect you with people, DM me on Twitter or Instagram, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show, and listen, Connor, um, PXG's got a solution for you and they're going to take care of you. There's no doubt about it. And if you don't believe me, look, go to the PXG website and look for your nearest PXG store. Cause they have these beautiful, just absolute palaces of stores where you can make appointments to get fit and try their clubs. It's worth it. And I would remind you 
The only place you can get PXG clubs is from PXG. So you're not walking into, you know, retailers just picking up stock clubs off the rack yeah. because those aren't going to work for you. Yeah. But Connor, DM me, man. I'm happy to. I'm happy to help you out. And no, PXG is not a sponsor for us, but we play PXG. Yeah, they I don't advertise on the show. We don't. Yeah, yeah. PXG is not an advertiser of ours. I just love their stuff. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Hellbilly, for five dollars. Teams with three conference losses shouldn't be in the playoffs. Ah, now this is a conversation. This is a conversation. Yep. This is a conversation that would look as bad as a six and six team getting bull bids. I love this idea. Yeah. This is the this is the conversation about a two loss Alabama. Yeah. This is this is why you have to play nine or ten conference games. And this is the weapon that G five teams can use to push down on the P four and say you're not going to have all the power. You're not going to eliminate a seat at the table for the G five. You're not doing that. Yeah. Top twelve teams, okay, we can do that. You guys got to play ten games. Period. You get two non-cons, and what does that mean? This is the conversation that we had about Notre Dame and BYU, what, three, four years ago? Yep. Every P5 team has to play P5 teams. Yeah, I mean, you got to unify it. I mean, no, you can't have, yeah. But no more, no more, you know, hey, Wyoming's or Wachahatchee Technical Ambulance Tire Changing Center football team. Yeah, like Western no, Kentucky. No more of that. You're going to play 12 P5 teams. If you're a P5 member or a P4 member now, you're going to play 12 P4 teams. And you're going you're gonna to play 10 conference games. Yeah. Because what does that do? It makes the likelihood of an undefeated Georgia much, much less. It makes the cupcake schedule for Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn Middle State Middle Tennessee much, week much one less. for Alabama. It makes Alabama play – a Utah-Florida type game. Alabama versus Chattanooga, November 18th at 10 a.m. Can't have it. Can't do it, dude. Because what is that's a that's a bye week. And you're looking at, remember what you're looking at with Alabama right now. You're looking at an Alabama team that's got a quarterback competition happening. You have a legit, and I think it's probably over, but you have a, a quarterback competition. You need that quarterback to be P5 ready in week one because you're playing a P5 team not Middle Tennessee State, and not Chattanooga in the middle of the season so that you essentially get three bye weeks. Yeah. Two scrimmages and an off week. Yeah. That's not P5 football. But you look at Ohio State's schedule because the conference is so crappy. Ohio State essentially has two games this year. Georgia essentially has two games this year. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You can't, you can't allow P5 teams to have a free run to the college football yeah, playoff. That's what I say. I, I, I think you can unify things. I mean, I, I completely agree with the the 10 conference game setup. I, I, I think that, you know, again, take nothing away from guys like Nick Saban. Obviously, they're, uh, you know, really good at what they do, and they're able to develop their program yeah. at a higher level than other coaches. But I also think that unifying is kind of that thing where it's like, all right, G5 president sitting at the table here. This is what we're willing to do to throw you a bone, in essence. We're, we're willing to play 10 conference games, and I don't want to hear you crying when you only won seven games, right? I mean, that's essentially what the big boys are eventually going to have to do. I agree. And this is why I say they're going to push that off as long as possible. They're going to say, no, 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 not this year. Maybe next year. Maybe next year, bud. Maybe next year. And eventually they're going to have to do it. But again, why? What, what is the motivation here? 
to get to the college football championship game and the playoff, generally speaking, every single year, as long as they can do that so they can make the money. Like, again, last week and the last several weeks, what have we talked about with Stanford? Billion dollars in endowment for athletics. You think that Alabama or Georgia or Clemson or Michigan or Ohio State or any of these teams that are constantly in the playoff don't want to have a billion dollars or more sitting on the rack for a rainy day? Like, of course they do. These guys aren't stupid. And that's why I think we get statements out of Greg Sankey saying things like, oh, yeah, you know, like power flexing. We don't need that fourth time zone. We're the best. We don't need that. Yeah. He's sending a message. And and that's why I think the big boys. It's about sending a message. It's not about the money for the SEC. It's about <laughs> keeping powers. You know, it's control. Yeah, I, I am. A, I'm a big believer in it. I'm a big believer in it. Matt Ritson. Any news on Stanford and Cal on ACC to get roadblocked again? Yeah, absolutely we do. Uh, and I, I think we told you this uh, last week. Let's lead off football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour, on the Monty Show, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um... I think we told you this last week on the show that there was almost no chance. One source told us that that Stanford and Cal, Calford as people have taken to calling it, um, it was quote unquote dead. I think there's very little chance that it goes through. There is a good bit of dissension and I told you, I know we're the only ones reporting it, but I think again, we got it right. And it was pouring out over the weekend. North Carolina, North Carolina State, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami are all against it. And there were a lot of people who thought North Carolina and North Carolina State were going to move a little closer to adding Stanford and Cal, but that never materialized. They never took a vote. I, from what we were told, they had two calls late last week and one on Saturday, and nothing ever materialized out of it. They have not gotten any closer to adding Stanford and Cal than they were two weeks ago. Yeah. And the biggest issue is Clemson and Florida State do not want to add more no votes on the grant of rights. And I think you're going to have an awfully difficult time getting over that. And I, I, I truly think... The political left leanings of the state of California, and, and I, I'm truly not taking a political position, but I want you to understand, the voices in the ACC that are against this move are not left leaning. Yeah, they do not want Stanford and Cal politics infiltrating their conference. I think there is a huge bias on that. I think number one, they don't want more no votes on this uh, breaking the grant of rights. And number two, I think they just don't want the culture that comes with Stanford and Cal to join the conference. And we continue to have this conversation over and over again about Florida State. And, you know, the funny thing is, I want to play this bite from Kurt Schultz um, on understanding value, because I think this was fascinating. There was this this conversation that we talked about ad nauseum about George Klyovkov, the now defunct commissioner of the Pac-12, didn't understand where he he was, what they were worth, or what their value position was, and where they were headed. None of those were in his, his belief system. Listen to what Kirk Schultz, the president at Washington State, says. I think what happened is 
we got a false sense of what we were worth in the marketplace. Um, I think several schools had people on their own campuses that were running numbers and saying, hey, we're worth a lot more than $30 million. We're worth more than the Big 12, worth more than the ACC. We shouldn't sign something quickly. We need to make sure we're negotiating. And I think, obviously, you look back now, and of course, we can all make better leadership decisions. We look back now, we look back now and said, boy, that was a missed opportunity, clearly, and really, really cost the conference dearly moving down the road. Huh, you think? Yeah. Was that a missed opportunity, Kurt? This is Kirk Schultz. He's talking about Florida State. That's who Kirk Schultz is, is today. That's who he's talking about. Yeah. And it may be very fitting of the Pac-12, but I'm telling you right now, Florida State doesn't understand who they are and where they are because yeah. nobody is banging down your door to have you come to their conference. Well, what have they not done? Again, not to cut you off, but what have they not done? But You haven't won at the highest level but recently. Again, I don't think, in my opinion, and I know we disagree on this, I don't even think it's that Florida State hasn't won because they're a basketball university. They win basketball games. The problem with Florida State is they're a pain in the ass. It's like, you know, you have this really good ecosystem. You've got these two really good roommates, and the three of you are sharing the house. But that fourth empty bedroom, you know, and this guy, Carl, I'm going to rent Carl that fourth room, but he stinks. He's a garbage man. He doesn't shower. And, man, I wish that guy would do his dishes and stop drinking my milk. Because that's who Florida State is. They're that terrible roommate. Right. And you're trying to find a way to get them out. Who wants them in your conference? And on top of it, their football program hasn't won. Yeah, and I just think that it's funny how when you win, you go from being a pain in the ass to to tolerable and an asset to the conference. It's funny how that works. And so, yeah, I, I would agree that because Florida State hasn't won, it's a bad look to be a pain in the ass, which is exactly what they are. And, and I do think they're very akin to how the Pac-12 acted around ESPN and, and telling ESPN to pound sand over their $30 million offer because you thought that you were worth 50 and you're not. Florida State thinks that they make the conference way more money and they should get paid more, and they don't. That's the issue. I think you're never getting into the SEC as long as Florida's there, and they're not going anywhere. I think your only hope is that for some reason the Big Ten would take Florida State instead of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Or that the Big Ten gets a, a bug in their rug and they want to go to 30 teams or something stupid like that. Right. But why would they do that? And it, if the Big Ten was going to add two more teams to get to 20, remember that I've been telling you for months it's Notre Dame and it's North Carolina. I'm telling you, if they're going to go to 20, and I think the Big Ten will go to 20, it's going to be with Notre Dame and North Carolina. Yep. Not going to be Florida State. Because nobody wants Florida State. And, again, who's the who's the quiet objector in the room here? It's Miami down in, in, down in South FLA. Yeah. Miami. You want to talk about a political climate that nobody wants? Facts, dude. Facts. Go hang out in Miami for a while. Because Miami really likes itself. We're this private institution. And I don't care what any of you have to say. That's who Miami is. And then they've got dysfunction in in their their political system in the city of Miami and in Dade County. And Miami's a disaster. Yeah. But they've got Mario Cristobal who didn't do anything last year. 
So good luck to that. By the way, how do you feel about Dan Lanning these days? Yeah, the guy is just... Dan Lanning's a red ass, dude. I mean, the guy is just... Like, I love it. I swear to God, dude, I will have I will have Dan Lanning's ass if they are not competing for the championship in the Pac-12 this year, right now. I'm sitting over here, you know, just writing the show today and, and getting it ready, and Jake's listening to Dan Lanning talk, and I look over there, and he is just like... <laughs> like, dude... Yeah, I swear to God, it went that that game against Colorado better be a fifty to nothing game, dude. It better be like forty-two to seven. It better be like just an ass kicking up and down the field. Well, it's at Autzen, so it will be. Well, I mean, I I, I dude, know you're, you're a talk, huge Prime dude, guy. If you're gonna talk a bunch of junk. It ain't even about Prime. It is like, yeah, they had that little spat, but it's just generally he treats the media like garbage. He wants to talk junk on Prime. Like He what, is a red ass. Dan Lanning like, of Oregon is like, a red ass. There's no doubt. Let's bring up how you've done against uh, the SEC. Let's bring up your, your record in the college football playoff. And I know he hasn't been there forever, and he's the new guy. Even more reason you shouldn't be running your mouth. So every time that Oregon loses this year to teams that they should beat. Uh, that's not going to happen. They have Bo Nix. I know. Bo Nix is the Jesus Christ of Watson. I get yeah, it. But, but again... I'll just go back again to the stat. Bo Nix has never had a 1,000-yard receiver. Guy is as mid as they come, dude. Bo Nix has never had a 1,000. That would be like saying you've never had a, a calzone from Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You never get the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Coming up in 50 minutes. Um, prize picks. Guys, have you been to prize picks yet? The prize pick QB, more or less, for week one in the NFL is ridiculous. They have a Monty promo right now at prize picks where you will you will get a, 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 a hello? Hello. You'll get 100% matching deposit when you use promo code Monty. So if you deposit 50 bucks, they'll give you 50 bucks. You deposit it up to $100. You deposit $100, they'll put $100 in your, your account. Prize picks, use the promo code MONTY. The link is in the description below. 50 minutes from now, we'll do uh, the week one QBs because you know we love our NFL on this show. The more or less on the prize picks. So the way prize pick works um, is that you take your QB for week one and let's say passing yards. Are they going to have more or less than the number of prize picks? Because yeah. it's... I think week one, it is ripe for making bread, dude. We were looking at it before the show, and Jake was like, we're going to kill this. And we yeah, dude, I'm getting paid, bro. I'm getting paid, man. We'll do that coming up on Football 50 in about 49 minutes on the show. I want to run through a bunch of your, uh, your comments on this uh, college football playoff news that we have exclusively here on the Monty Show. We spoke to a source very close to uh, the situation this afternoon who told us that the college football playoff system is very likely to change for 2024. Uh, there is a very strong movement amongst the remaining P4 conferences 
uh, to eliminate the auto qualifiers for conference champions as soon as 2024. Because remember, the auto bids are not set for 2024. And with all the realignment, it really gives the power four conferences an opportunity to seize control of the college football playoff. But what does that mean for the G5s? And does it mean that the G5s are pushed out or eliminated? Because really, what the P4 want is the 12 college football playoff spots go through 1 through 12 in the college football playoff standings. The top 12 teams in the very last college football playoff poll are in the college football playoff. Now, if you're a G5 and you can be there, great, you're in. But with the expansion that happened in the Big 12, the expansion that happened in the Big 10, uh, the power that's already existing in the SEC, you're going to have a real tough time as a G5 penetrating the college football playoff when you know that Oregon, Washington, SC, and UCLA just joined the Big Ten to join with Michigan, Ohio State, and occasionally, occasionally James Franklin and Penn State. Right. And then you look at what the Big 12 has added, and you start to understand that the Cincinnati's, the BYU's, the Houston's, the UCF's, that was great. But now you've added Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, who is a real threat, and Colorado under prime, you would think could be a real threat. I'm for real. I mean, you're looking at power, power programs and power conferences, seizing control of the college football playoff. Now, this is a long way from happening because there is a, a just an absolute battle that's going to have to take place in the committees with the, you know, with the manager committee, the athletic director, advisory panel, like there's going to have to be a vetting and a fighting process that goes on before this becomes official. But you and I both know you can't sit here and wait for next Ju- July the 31st. July? You can't wait until the end of August to make this decision. This decision's probably going to be made before the turn of the new year, and it is going to be monumental, and it is going to change the way that the college football playoff works. I think it is a big opportunity for the G5s to force these P4 schools to play 9 to 10 conference games at a minimum, and I also think that the the, the fight will be, if you're going to make us play 9 or 10 conference games, they're all going to be P5 games. Yeah. Now, why is that sentiment powerful from the P4? Well, because that means that the G5 is going to have a real tough time scheduling. Because if we've got to play 9 or 10 games, fine, we'll do that, but they're all going to be P4 games. So no more SMUs, no more no Western more G5 teams, no more Boise States, no more Fresno States, Thanks. no more San Diego States. And what does that do? That puts a hell of a lot more pressure on Notre Dame to join a conference as a football team. Yep. Because who else is the tipping point here? Well, what if Stanford joins the Mountain West, which I don't think will happen. But if they join the Mountain West, what happens? Um, hmm, can't be on Notre Dame's schedule anymore if the G5 makes them play nine or ten conference games. Yep. So there's a lot to vet out here. There's a lot of gamesmanship that's going to happen before this fin- the finality of this it- auto bid top 12 thing happens. It really is, for the G5s anyway, it really is, okay, which pain train do you want to go on? Because, you know, you have the situation he just described. If the big boys are going to play all those games, you're going to have trouble yeah. scheduling. If they're not going to play all those games, then they're going to play less. If they're not going to, you know, play 10 conference games, they're obviously only going to play eight as they do now, which provides another set of problems for you. So that's why I say I just think that, you know, the 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 G5, you know, angle or strategy or issue, if you want to call it that, 
you know, it, it literally is just which road do you want to go down and how difficult do you want it to be? Because I just don't think there's an easy path in football to for a G5 to get into the college football playoff. There's just not. And and I don't know, is there some credence to to uh, you know to an NIT type tournament in college football for the group of five conferences? I don't know. I, I, we've never that that concept or that idea has never been bandied about in college football. You know where you have a, a lesser or a, a lower tier opportunity. Right? I just don't see any way that the SEC, that the Big Ten. The Big 12, really the SEC and the Big 12, because I still think even with these, you know, the four new additions, I still think the Big 10 is quite watered down. But man, the SEC and the Big 12, if you have them play nine, heavens to Betsy, 10 conference games in all P5s, they're going to eat each other. Like they yeah. are going to, it's, it's the way that the Pac-12 died. It's the reason the Pac-12 hasn't been to the college football playoff in for, forever. Because they feast on each other. Yes. In a small league that's not 16 teams. It was 12 teams. And I think that is of, of significant note that these larger conferences, and perhaps this is the Cal-Stanford argument in the ACC, but these larger conferences, you have to have winnable games that you can count on. Reliable. In your conference. Yeah. So... Lot to think about, a lot to chew on, but let's get your thoughts on it. Thanks for being here, you guys. If you're again one of the 900 watching the show today, uh, we have had. Let's see, we've had over 5,000 people watch the show today already. Please hit the like button; it really helps the channel grow. If you are not a subscriber, please do. Um, Lance Johnson, hi Johnson. Lance, good to see you. What you mean, Alabama doesn't get to play four VMIs every year? Blasphemy, seriously. <laughs> But that's what that's the tipping point, Lance. I, like I think when you look at, you know, Tennessee Chattanooga, Chattanooga, you know, or or whoever you want to point to, do you want do you want Alabama to have a cupcake and nine conference games? Do you want Alabama to have a, a no cupcakes and? 12 P5s or... Well, I think as college football fans, we can all agree we want gas right out of the gate. We want big boy matchups right out the gate. Right now, it's week zero. We're all thirsty. I want meaningful yeah. football. I want matchups. It's like in the NFL. I say this every single year when we're in camp and we're in preseason. Don't give me three preseason games. I don't need it. Give me two preseason games and let's just get to it. Right? Like I, I say that every yeah. year because we're all tired of waiting. So when I look at scheduling and I say, Hey dude, you're playing a nobody in week one, uh, otherwise known as week zero in college football, otherwise known as USC and San Jose state. Right. Uh, so otherwise, like, but look at Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame and Navy in Dublin, Ireland. Mm, okay. At least there's a little heat there. USC San Jose state should never happen. No, should never. It should never happen. But you look at what's going to happen in what? 10 days from today. Utah and Florida. That is one of the games of the year. Yeah. That's that is two P5s looking to punch each other in the face and I I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. It is it is the definition of Utah's season. It is the hey, are you guys ever going to win a non-con game? You know, like that well <laughs> For real though. You, you got it. I'm serious. Yeah, you got a I mean, chance. It's true, dude. Florida's coming to to Salt Lake and you know, listen, on the the 2nd of September it, it, there's not a lot more. It's, you know, Notre Dame and Tennessee State or Michigan and East Carolina, 
Tennessee and Virginia. But the Tennessee and Virginia game is really interesting. Mm -hmm. Is that a game that you really care about, Rocky Top? Well, I mean, it is Virginia. You know, it's a it's a P5 game. But that's a game that Tennessee should win by three scores. Yeah. If we're being honest. Now, you bump down to TCU and Colorado. P5 game. Yes. TCU should win that by four scores. But again, why are you watching? Right? Because that's prime. in... That, yeah, you're watching for prime. But that game's in Fort Worth. Yeah. TCU you is going to win that game. It's just a matter of by how much. You, 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 should, you should win that game by four scores. Oklahoma, Arkansas State. Get, get out of here. Right, uh, Iowa, Utah State, or Old Miss Mercer. I mean, like you see this? Like, all these games are just roll-me-over games, and I'm tired of that in week zero, man. And it's one of those things where, where hey, USC and, and Nevada in Bro, week two I for USC. Get, dude, I shouldn't get K-State versus whoever the hell Southeast that is. Southeast Missouri State. Well, I mean, what are we talking about, dude? But, Will Howard, I hope your arm's in shape, bro. The, ooh, breaking news in the NFL. How about this story now? The Colts have given Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade, according to Adam Schefter at ESPN. Wow, finally. This is amazing to me. Now, also, this doesn't mean that Jonathan Taylor is getting traded. But Jim Irsay is not a smart man. Like, this whole whale story with say, Jim Irsay. Was it the whale? Like, what happened, dude? <laughs> Jim Irsay, and you guys are going to think I'm, I'm being a jerk about this. I am not. Jim Irsay has been subsidizing the life of a whale. Oh, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> I, thought, I thought you just said he was subsidizing the life of a whale. He has been subsidizing the life of a whale. Yeah. And the whale died. And Jim Irsay is apparently really just upset about Lolita, the beloved orca who has spent 50 years in a Miami Seaquarium has died. Yeah. Jim Irsay was planning on spending $20 million to transport a large killer whale across the United States from a small enclosure in Miami to their, her original home in the Pacific Ocean. An 8,000-pound orca. <clears throat> as soon as that whale got into Pacific, it was going to die, number yeah. one. It was 53 years old, and you spent $20 million on it, but you won't spend $20 million on Jonathan Taylor, an in, all-NFL, all-pro, uh, who's 24 years old, and has been everything that you want him to be. And now you're giving him permission to seek a trade. What, did the whale's death weaken you in the knees? Buddy's base salary this year is $1.3 It's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous to me. That, that, and I, I wish I was kidding about this, this Jim Irsay whale story. I am not, he spent $20 million to transport a whale or was going to from Miami to the Pacific Ocean by airplane. 20, I said 20, joke, and you dude. won't pay your running back. I don't get and it. And while you're saying yourself, oh, look, Monty, those are personal funds and he's a philanthropic mother. That might be true. Hey, thank you, sir, for all of your philanthropy and your charity. Screw the whale. It's 53 years old, dude. It's lived in a tank its whole life, and now you want to put it in the ocean where it will die inside of a day. 
and you want to spend $20 million on that. Don't give it to a whale, give it to a horse. And that horse is your franchise running back and Jonathan Taylor. By the way, who's their quarterback? And now you want to trade him. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And you have a rookie quarterback who needs help. It's so dumb. Like, do you, uh, yeah. you cannot. You, Can't make it up, dude. You cannot make this up. Yeah. You, you just, it's impossible. It's, it's, mm. um, Mike Gundy's 61st winningest hall of head coach all time. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> Humans are devolving as a species. We I'm are. a man. We, yes, we are. We are. I'm, I'm, I, mm. uh, Tanner Plummer. Well, we're talking about a life of a living creature here. Yeah, I would think that's more important than an already rich player getting more money. Get the it's hell out of here, It's a 53-year-old orca whale. Bro. Who's lived in a tank its entire life. So if we're talking about what's best for the whale, do you think a whale who's lived its entire life in captivity would be, I don't know, even well-served defending itself in the Pacific Ocean? It will die. Most, a lot, not most, a lot of scientists that I've seen on Twitter and on the internet and reading articles about it have said the whale would probably not live just based on water conditions, temperatures. The whale would not live 24 hours. It's Female orca whales, 53 years old, are expected to live 50 years. It's 53 years old. 20 mil. Bro, daddy needs new Jordans. Give me the 20 million. Do you know what I could do with this show if I had 20? <laughs> yeah, I know what time it is. Just throw me the food money for I, the I whale. I know you're not. Dude, I know I didn't just see you comment a defense of Jim Irsay. My God, man. Like, what are we doing, dude? What, what, what are we doing? Uh, and he said, wait, the whale died recently, didn't it? Sadly, it... it yeah, dude. Yesterday, I believe it died. It's funny when you take a whale out of its tank and put it on whatever transportation you're going to use, I would assume a boat. <laughs> It's funny how it dies pretty quick. What are we doing? What 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 are we What are we doing? We're talking about an 8,000 pound <laughs> animal, dude. Like, come I'll on. Buy it. They're going to They were going to put it in a cargo plane, in a tank, and then drop it in the ocean. It would it have survived the flight? This is ridiculous. Uh, Shooter Texas, how about four best champs auto bid, but also no more than a total of four teams from any conference? This should allow at least one G5 a shot every year. There's going to have to be limits put on it. Yeah. There's going to have to be limits put on it. Yep. Uh, Sid Irish says so many pe some people have so much money. Just That's give it to me. incredible, isn't it? Just give it to me. Mike Smith, 20 mil would buy a lot of Monty Show membership. That's what Preach. I'm saying, dude. Speak it into existence. Yes. Speak it into the I ethos. I want my money. Into the ethos. Make Please, it real. Please, dude. Bring Please. it on. Hello. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. James Knight, uh, Monty channeling his inner marine biology degree. Yeah. I, I've, but it's it's been a fascinating story. I've been reading about it. I've been reading about it. The whale died, and now you want to pay your running back or um, trade him. Coincidence? Remember, this is the same dude who was walking around with 10 Gs in a suitcase. Just in, in his briefcase, he had 10 grand, I believe, when he got pulled. If you felt these balls. God, who are you? Yeah, I don't know why who you're are with you? 10 Gs in a suitcase, bro. Tanner Plummer.
So you guys are whale experts now. No, we're not whale experts, sir. The scientists are the whale experts. See what happens. And I know this is crazy because T- Tanner, for those of you who don't know, Tanner's likes to fight guy. Nothing. Yeah. I usually it's just me. Nothing I ever say is correct. And he knows everything. Go read about it. Most, most scientists who have been quoted about this didn't believe the whale would survive the flight. It was 53 years old. That is elderly by any stretch, any measure. The stress on the the whale itself on the flight across the country. And at 8,000 pounds, it would have been about a nine-hour flight. Because of how heavy the plane is, it would have been a nine-hour flight. So they don't believe that the whale would have survived the stress of the flight. And then you drop it into the Pacific Ocean where there are temperature fluctuations. And I would remind you, I would remind you in El Nino, which makes the water incredibly warmer. Yeah, I've done some research on it, dude. I never talk off the top of my head. Never. Do you really think I'd be talking about the whale surviving the flight off the top of my head? (laughs) What the fuck do I know about whales? (laughs) Besides being one, what do I know? I'm 50. See what, he, could, see what he did there? See, was that, that was that was a that was a that fat was a, joke. D- that was you know that was joke. him self-deprecating and stuff. Fat. Okay. Uh, OG Gary. After this realignment, I gained so much respect for BYU. They didn't need to do what they did after what we did today. No, Facts, BYU dude. actually Facts. worked hard to to grease the skids for Utah, and I think they like because they know it's be- what's best. This is the North Carolina, North Carolina State, Arizona, Arizona yes, State. Yes, dude. Like, yes. BYU knows what's best for education and football in the state of Utah is to have BYU and Utah in the same conference. Yeah. That's why they did it. I'm not a whale, but I am 51-year-old fat guy, <laughs> so I can get at least $15 million for a trip to the Pacific. I hear Cabo is nice this Let's time Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Mark Hale says, time to get a new mayor of Monty Town. I, look, Tanner, Tanner's I love Tanner. never been the mayor of Monty Town, Tan- dude. Jeremy He's, Bolton, who we're golfing yeah. with on Saturday, by the way, or yes. Jake is, uh, on Bro, Saturday. We're both golfing with Jeremy. Um, we are. Uh, Jeremy Bolton's the mayor of Monty Town. Tanner is, I used to be the secretary. Then he was, I think he made himself the executive producer and the chief of staff. Now he just likes the fight guy. Yeah. LB Seminole. Monty, I think it was 15K to go along with the prescription meds that were not his. I believe it's something like Jim Ursay. So Jim Ursay got pulled over Dude. and had this briefcase of awesomeness. It's, um, it's, I think at the time we called it, I, I remember, I think yeah. on the show, we called it a briefcase of awesome. Yeah, there did. was a ton of money and a bunch of white little circle pills. Well, well, allegedly. well. Who'd have thought, dude? You know. Who'd have thought? Okay, is a hell of a drug. You know. Uh, default, default, says, Monty, I'm getting addicted to your obsessions. I, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, B-, <laughs> B says, Marco, Polo, fish out of water. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, James Knight, I think it's time for Tanner's voice to return. It's not. Dave says uh, the whale from San Diego. Exactly. Uh, whale's whale's yeah. vagina. San Diego is uh, translates to means whale's vagina. Uh, the Todd father. I wonder if someone compassionately kept the whale from getting on that flight, dude. Why are you going to put a whale on a plane? It, the, it's lived 
over 50 yeah, years in, in this. Dude, if the whale was 10 years old, I'd understand it. Okay, yes. entering the prime of its life. Let's get it out in the ocean. Great. Dude, this whale was going to die inside the next decade either way. Yep. Like, it just is what it is. Uh, Jim Choi says, Captain Kirk did it on the Enterprise. Beam me up, Scotty. He yeah, did. dude, we don't have beams to just send this thing out into the ocean, man. Mike Gundy's 61st winning as a coach all time. That still cracks me up. Free Willy. Never saw it. Uh, <laughs> Jeff, have you seen Free Willy? No, no but I've seen Nemo, bro. East Australian current freeway and stuff. Yeah. I always have an El Nino around me when I enter the ocean. Seriously. Yeah. You know. See what he did there. Brandon Butler, science, this is a bad idea. Rich guy, let's do this. Jumps on a sub to the Titanic. I was going to say, how are we not getting... Yeah, come on, dude. I didn't want to make that joke, but... Yeah. Bro. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm with you on that. Bro. Titan. Bro. It's ridiculous. Mike Smith. Uh, the last people I would think would be championing good is a damn Eagles fan. Damn. <laughs> Uh, the fans that cheer injured players and throw batteries at Santa Claus. Seriously. Yeah. S seriously, you guys. I like. I just don't know how this was supposed to work out. And I don't know why you don't want to. Dude, I don't know why you don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor. I understand if you don't want to pay guys that are a pain in your ass. and are Like, if you don't want to pay back in the day Antonio Brown. Okay, right. totally get it. Pain in your ass. Cancer in the locker room. Right. Right. Cool. See you later, A.B. But Jonathan Taylor's been nothing but professional. Jonathan Taylor is an all-pro back. Uh, by the way, had a knockdown, kick each other in the face argument over Anthony Richardson. You have a rookie quarterback, dude. Might want to give him something to work with, dude. There's. Hey, Jim. Um, hey, 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 Jim, it's Monty. I uh, just want to leave you a message. Uh, there's no chance that Anthony Richardson's any good. Um, sorry the whale died. All right, take care. Hello, we're not available now. Please leave your name You're and phone number after the beep. You're screwed. Do you have a good punter? You're going to need him. And no, I'm not arguing. Oh, he's an incredible athlete. I'm not doing the Tim Tebow. I'm screwed. I'm, I, no, I'm not doing it. Uh, RJC Man says Syracuse, Pitt, Notre Dame, Boston College have sent legal notice to FSU for collusion. Okay, dude. To un okay. Okay. It's sure. Good talk. I, I believe you. Uh, James L. G5s, quote unquote, can't go to a P5 and win. I didn't say that. It's not what we I've said, I've never dude. said that. When? Show me. When, did, when have they won a game of consequence? It, it It's rare. It's why it's called Cinderella. It's very, very rare. Yeah. They, like, again, go back to Utah and, and Boise and the BCS. Or, yeah. It's very hard to find that. Too often, a team like... Again, because it's recent Cincinnati. Well, Notre Dame's a G5, too. Look at their game, you know, after Manti's tragedy with his girlfriend. Look what happened against <laughs> Alabama. And I'm a Notre Dame fan saying that. Uh, <laughs> didn't Tulane also beat uh, 12 champ K-State in Manhattan last year in front of 51,000? But, but still who cares, bro? What was the point? Like, what was on the line, man? It hurts my head. What I said was... Show me the game of consequence. So let me get this right. Tulane went to Manhattan, beat K-State. What did that do to K-State? Oh, that's right. It kept him out of winning the conference. Oh, wait. <laughs> there was no consequence. Tulane beat SC in a nothing bowl game because it was a nothing bowl game. Yeah. 
Let's let and when it happens, when it happens, James, please come back and I will pay you five dollars. When a when a G five goes and wins a playoff game, because it'll be on the road, go to the Coliseum and win. I'm a man. Go beat TCU in Fort Worth and win. Go beat Texas and Austin and win. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking. You don't see that. I never, ever said. I even pointed to Appy going to Michigan and winning. Like, those things happen. It's a game of consequence. Let's not. I, 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 the thing that drives me crazy in sports is, well, like, well, hot damn. Let me, let me, uh, let me give you this one-off example, the exception to the rule that's- Let's really, wind the clocks back a year. Like, it's such an, it's way down here. It's an exception. It's way down here, bro. Like, I get, there are exceptions to every rule. You know, Jake, he got laid. He's no longer a virgin. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. One time exception to the rule. <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, Kenneth Maynard for $5. Ken. <laughs> More con uh, consolidation in the G5 to assure at least one bid in the playoffs. Oresco and Navarez will be fighting hard for the G5. AAC and Mountain West will be fine. And I think the best of the best always find a way. Yes. The problem is who's going to be the best of the best? Because we've we've told you, and by the way, I probably undersold the Leon list by saying by the way too many times. <laughs> um, screw you, Riley O'Brien. Um <laughs> But one of the other things that we heard over the weekend was Oregon State and Washington State are fully expected to join the Mountain West. That has not changed. I think they are holding out hope, as Scott Barnes talked about last week, that Stanford somehow doesn't have an alternative avenue. That's out of the window. And that they'll hang out and want to rebuild the Pac-12. But the problem with rebuilding the Pac-12 is that I don't think that's an avenue to big money. And if you listen to, listen to, again, because Kurt Schultz did an interview, and I don't understand this about the president. Please help me understand this. And I understand that I'm probably on a lot of this stuff, as Jake likes to say, a slow adult. I'm not very bright. I don't speak Kurt Schultz. Schemers trying to control their little worlds. But somebody needs to explain to me why Kirk Schultz, the president of Washington State, keeps doing interviews. Oh, he don't know nothing. This is a podcast with a board of trustee at Washington State. So you're shooting your own self in the feet. Yeah. You're not going on ESPN. You're not going on stadium. You're not going I, you're not going on the you're not going on the money show. Hey Monty. No, you're doing this on a podcast. With this guy at his dining room table talking to Kurt Schultz. And Schultz, the president of Washington State, says the Cougs have three options. We have three options that we're pursuing. One certainly would be to seek membership in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, one would be to seek membership in the American Athletic Conference. And then the third option would be to sort of reconstitute or rebuild uh, the PAC. I'll say PAC-X. Uh, right now there's four members left. Uh, but, you know, that could change literally within hours. And so I think each of those we're pursuing in a parallel pathway. And uh, we want to evaluate what's going to be best for WSU, what's going to be best for our student athletes, uh, what's going to be a good academic and athletic fit. And I think one thing I want to remind everybody is also, you know, we want to be in a position where we control our own destiny as an institution 
and are not dependent on anybody else. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't speak that language. So if somebody is a translator for me, please let me know. All I heard was we're going to the Mountain West and that's it. Whatever all that means, because there's no way that the pack, I'm going to call it X. Pack 10. I don't see that as an avenue for Stanford or Cal. Yeah. Calford. Calford. I have been told that it's extremely unlikely heaven and earth would have to move right to get them into the ACC which makes sense in Washington state now I'll remind you this because all of the AAC red asses which I'm talking to you SMU that's <laughs> all the SMU fans today we're like we're in we're doing it we're in the coach that's the untrained eye call cokes on Twitter today <laughs> who are like the TV deal is far better okay well actually actually friend is it better no sir is it? Because it's not. The Mountain West deal is $4 million a year. Well, ours is seven. But yours runs to 2031 for crying out loud. <laughs> so let me get this right. Cal and Washington State, two of the most underwater, broke, I mean broke ass, kicking a can down the street because they moving. Broke athletic departments. Big debt load. And you're telling me they're going to go and travel to the Midwest regularly for a $3 million payday, and they're going to get locked into a grant of rights for eight years. Hell no. Or, now hear me out on Careful this. Careful now. Let's get crazy. Careful. We're going to go to the Mountain West for $4 million regional travel, and we have three years until we get out of our grant of rights. You have a deal. Same, and, and they're probably going to do well in the Mountain West, which will give them access to the college football playoff. Here's what's going to happen, Tonto. Case dismissed. Have a nice day. <laughs> you're welcome. Like, that's how I, I – am I wrong about that? No, I don't think you're wrong about it. I, I, I think that, you know, American Athletic Conference folks are, again, suffering from what I call little brother syndrome. You not, want, but it's not a bad conference. I'm not saying it's a bad dude, dude. Again, precisely my point. I never did. I ever say it was a bad conference. You no, did. I you didn't. said we're terrible. Well, you guys said that we're garbage and uh, SMU sucks and we're just oil money people. Yeah, you are, and you do. That's not the point, though. The point is that you're so damn desperate to get into the ACC that you're willing to add anybody. You're willing to do anything you have to do, and anytime you're desperate, you're going to get screwed over. And Stanford is 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 not willing to continue to get screwed over by people other than themselves. And so that's why I say it, it it just makes sense that the ACC thing is unlikely. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't understand it. Yeah. And I want to and real quick before we get back to your comments, thank you guys so much. Uh here here are the teams. So think about the travel if you're in Pullman, Washington. Charlotte. East Carolina. Florida Atlantic, Memphis, Navy, which is in Maryland, North Texas, Rice, which I'm sure you know this, outside of Houston, SMU, they're in Dallas, but do they really? Are they? Um, I haven't confirmed that. Uh, South Florida again, Temple, Philadelphia, Tulane, New Orleans, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 
Uh, UAB, that'd be Alabama, Birmingham, East Coast. And UTSA, San Antonio. It's a lot of jet costs. That's a lot of jet fuel, almost like you're an orca whale. But you don't have $20 million. Bro, that is too... Dude, Buddy just died, bro. You're making jet fuel jokes, bro. Free Willy. Uh, My point is... Human or non-human? Non-human. My point is... (laughs) Or... Or... Air Force, Colorado Springs, blast the state, which is in Boise, Idaho, Um, Air Force, Colorado Springs, Uh, Fresno, obviously, Reedley, California, Uh, Hawaii, jet fuel, but again, you can just dump it off in the ocean. You ought to know, Uh, you bought it. Nevada, which is in Reno. Uh, New Mexico, San Diego, whale. See, it's becoming a theme. I'm not doing this. It is. It's coming a theme. (laughs) Uh, San Jose, right, California, Bay right. Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, UNLV, which is in New Mexico, right. It's not. It's Las Vegas, Nevada, Las. Anyway, um, move on. Uh, Utah State, Logan, and then Wyoming, which is in uh, Wyoming. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. I don't know. Now, listen. I'm no. I am no um, atmospheric meteorological teacher or anything. But that seems a hell of a lot closer to Pullman, Washington than Florida Atlantic. What do you think the optics are on that? Are the optics good? You know, as an optometrist, (laughs) (laughs) this just, I don't understand the battle here. It's $3 million that you're going to give away in travel easily. Yeah. Easily. Not even close. You're giving it away in travel. Yes. Or you can stay and fly regional which is better for your students, better for their athletics, better for their education, better for their mental health, better for your checkbook. This is not a question. This is not even a conversation. How dumb do you think I am? Pretty dumb. Whales are heavy. I'm, you know, I could be wrong. So, uh, let's see. James L. Already read that one. Hero 75 for $10. I know they will never do this, but. Okay, this should be good. They should make it the top 12 teams in college playoff, but limit each P4 to having no more than five teams in it now. Um, That's 20 teams. Uh, so one conference doesn't – I've got um, – there's um, going to be a cap per conference. There has to be. I would guess it would be three. Yeah. I would guess it would be three. Uh, Kenneth Maynard, no consolidation in the G5 to assure at least one bid in the playoff. I read that one. My bad. Big bad brass balls. Bulls. Too much whale talk. $5. I'm way behind on the program today, so you may have already answered this, but wasn't it Urban Meyer and not Witt who was the original BCS buster in 2004, but Witt was on his staff. So when 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 Pervin, Pervin went to make, you know, the Aaron Hernandez story, uh, <laughs> probably, you should probably phrase that as praise. Bro, Tebow, not Hernandez. Reference it as Tebow, dude. Praise Jesus. Like, for instance. Uh, when he went to save the Gators um, and baptized Tim Tebow as the greatest college football player ever. He's a he brilliant was, guy. Was We should move on. When he went to Florida, Witt ascended into his spot. So that's why Urban Meyer, in my opinion, is one of the worst human beings to ever work around impressionable young adults. Yeah. So I don't like giving him credit for anything but screwing Jacksonville and creating Aaron Hernandez. But, right. you know, opinions are what they are. AJM, couldn't uh, Congress kill the NCAA antitrust? No. 
Just I, I don't even need to read the rest of the sentence. Couldn't no, no, no. kill the NCAA antitrust exemption. Hard stop. No. When have they ever done that? When they do that to Daniel Snyder in the NFL, they didn't. Major League Baseball and steroids, they didn't. Oh. There's too much tax dollars generated through the NCAA. Yeah. So it'll never happen. Uh, over NIL, are players being considered university employees and pay to play? Well, the problem is Congress doesn't want them to be considered employees. Yeah. If you read the, the nonsense of some of the NIL bills going through Congress, you'll quickly understand those guys are on the side of the NCAA. They're not. They're not. Not at all on the side of the student athlete, which isn't a real thing. On the side of the people making no money the at all. The student provider. You know. Uh, Shooter Texas, how about four best champ auto bid, but also no more than total four teams from any conference? Yeah, don't disagree. Rowdy Runner, $2. Uh, Idiocracy is a documentary, not a work of fiction. Idiocracy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, English was not my first language. The whale will will be like Missouri in the SEC. I totally agree. Dead on arrival. Um, Probably too much. Wow, dude. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Look, I'm... Here I am. I'm just interpreting wow, what the dude. gentleman said. Wow. He would be the whale would be now. Do you mean San? When you say the whale, do you mean San Diego? Uh, San Diego State also dead on arrival. Damn. The way like Jim Ursay's whale that he was trying to fly across the country that weighed I said eight thousand um, pounds um, of jet fuel. Um. It, that whale weighed eight. He's fifty three years old. Jim Ursay wanted to fly a whale on a cargo jet from Miami to the Pacific Ocean for $20 million. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. Uh, the thing I love is Jim Irsay. Jim Irsay had to be sitting around talking to people about this. He's like, okay, look. Look, guys. We got to do something about this whale. It deserves hey guys. to have a life. Unlike Jonathan Taylor, fuck that guy. But this whale, I love this whale. Fucking A. Here's an idea. And it's not really an idea. I want you guys to execute this. Not the way, don't execute the whale. I mean, like, pull this off. What if we get a cargo jet and fly free willy across the country? How much would that cost? We may have to uh, go short in a couple cases. Uh, Sir, it's going to cost $20 million. Okay. Well, let's just trade Jonathan Taylor. Then I can afford that. Uh, sir, unfortunately, the whale has died. Let's wind the clocks back a year. Uh, we should still trade Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> like, I imagine somebody at that table is like, man, Jim, whew, this is a great idea. This had to be a publicity stunt. Had to be. Like, he must have had a PR person who's like, oh, Mr. Ursay, this is going to be amazing. Front page headlines. Free Willy flies hey over America. Whales do fly. They'll, we'll do it like the space shuttle. Look up in your binoculars at 1047 <laughs> Indianapolis time, and you can see really. Not Arizona time, just to be clear. <coughs> no. And Not Arizona time. Me. But if you look up with your binoculars, you can see Willie flying over Indianapolis. Hiscock. <laughs> <coughs> Who said yes to that? Can Jim I just did. add, Jim. Who, Jim. who green-lighted that? Jim. Can Jim Irsay just cut a check for $20 million? Yes. 
damn, I wish I could do that. But not for Jonathan Taylor. Not for no, not for not to help humans, to help whales. Well, I'm when glad you, I'm glad we're clear on that. Man. Human or non-human? Twenty million dollars like for you, a whale dog. You, Jesus, you have twenty million dollars to spend on an elderly whale, a killer whale at that. That's crazy. Uh, Gary Wolf says, "Call Ace Ventura." Snowflakes missing again. Yeah, you know what I mean. Do you know that reference? Yeah, Ace Ventura. I know Ace Ventura, dude. Do you know I who? Watched, I watch that all the time. Do you dude. know who Snowflake is? Uh, I don't remember. No. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah, Snowflake, I remember Ace Ventura. The dolphin. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? Has never seen The Godfather. Whose fault is that? Um, Whose fault is that? Probably your girlfriend. Uh, Zanatos Clutch. I like it. For $2. Cal students are too busy. No. Save your $2. <laughs> uh, RJC Man 38 for $5. ACC either adds, either adds schools like Stanford and Cal or ACC is toast. You think that schools with $4 billion endowments are going to allow FSU to dictate? Um, they're not, but the problem is you, you have five schools in the ACC who are like, no, we're not adding, we're not adding those crazies from California, which right. is essentially what's being said. The Carolinas, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami are all a no. Right. Because Florida State's not the only one that wants out of the grant of rights. Right. So Florida State, it is what it is, man. Uh, Maury Alvarez, the great Floridian. What's up, Maury? Good to see you, Maury. How are the kids? The whale was like, quote, unquote, leaving on a jet plane. Ain't got time to take a fast train. Lonely days are gone. Do you know that song? Guns N' Roses. Oh, no, it's not. No. <laughs> not the answer is no, it's not Guns N' Roses. Bon Jovi. My baby wrote me a letter. Oh, my God. You guys, he's beyond help on the Monty Show, presented by our good <laughs> friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. You guys, I say it every day on the show. Did you get hurt at work today? If you got hurt at work today, I know you trust your boss. I know you trust your workman's comp insurance. I, I understand why it can be awkward when you say, hey, I'm going to get an outside opinion. And your boss gets upset because you're worried about keeping your job. You're worried about being healthy enough to find another job. And you're worried about providing for your family. Well, how about this? Don't worry about that stuff. Take that burden off of your plate so you can focus on being the best version of yourself. Because how many times have you been in this situation where there's been an accident? Or again, for you know, heavens to Betsy, you got hurt at work. Where all you're thinking about is all this stuff that could happen and it's sapping your energy and it's bringing you down. Let the advocates take that off your plate. You worry about getting you healthy. You worry about providing for your family because the advocates are gonna fight for you. They're gonna get you what you have coming. And trust me when I say this, you do not pay the advocates a penny until they win your case. You never pay them out of pocket. You have nothing to lose by getting a free consultation today at theadvocates.com. You don't even have to pick up the phone and call and talk to somebody. You can chat with an injury attorney online today at theadvocates.com. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's keep rolling with your comments because I know we've had, how many comments have we had today? We've had over 2,000 comments today. Love it. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. 
Tanner Plummer says, wasn't leaving on a jet plane by... J- no, it wasn't. J- no. Hey, you start talking shit. Okay, let's pull the old Google machine Do you out. guys really not know this? <clears throat> you really don't know this song. song. James L. Monty doesn't know the John Denver jet plane song or Idiocracy movie. I don't know the Idiocracy movie. Uh, and doesn't believe in merit-based success. I don't believe in What the hell does that even mean? I'm not sure what that means. Jeff Woodworth, maybe GNR covered that song when Jakey went to their concert. Yeah, dude. He's never been to a Guns N' Roses concert. I'm for real. He thought that I was talking about Night Train from Guns N' Roses. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Tom says, Rip Lolita. Mm -hmm. Bill G, (laughs) actually, it's impressive that Monty knows the letters by the box tops. The letter okay. by the box tops. Lonely days are gone. I'm a going home. My baby wrote me a letter. Uh, dun, dun. Okay. You All just right. have to like snap out of it a little bit. Yes. Box tops. Uh, Miles says, Giggity, are you kidding me? What did Giggity say? Oh boy. Monty has the voice of an angel. <laughs> okay. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> bro i say it to my wife all the time like my wife and i'll be sitting on the couch and there'll be a commercial with a song in it and we'll start rapping or singing or something stupid like that or like we watch one episode of emergency every night and the theme song comes on and we'll start like humming it and dancing on the couch <coughs> i can't sing at i don't even pretend i that's you got the right there that's the best i got bro it's I, like that's it yeah. Maxed out because I cannot sing at all. Nah. Mike Smith says, God damn it, Jake, you're killing me. I know, dude. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's my God. Bad. I mean, what am I supposed to do, dude? I know. Football 50 in three minutes. Matt Ritson for $2 says, Pac-12 have commerce Pacific life now off air. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, OSU Cowboy Country. Wazoo and Oregon State going to the Mountain West for a short time is brilliant. If one or both of them make the playoff a few times, then it shows they should be in the Big 12 or the Big 10. And if we go to 20-team conferences, there's going to be opportunity. Yeah. That it, it, and I know it sounds crazy. It makes sense for all four of them to join the Mountain West or for the Mountain West to join the remaining four in the Pac-12. Yep. It's remarkable. Um Mark Hales, if you didn't teach him good music, that's on you. I Thank did. You. I Thank did you. teach him good Thank music. Thank you. I did. He listens to Metallica. He listens to Foo Fighters, right? But oh, <coughs> Drake's got this banging new beat dude, out, bro. You're, 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 Another dude, one. You're not even. You're selling the lead short. Dude. Another one. Taylor Swift. Come on. Oh God, Swifty. Uh, Fat Jesus, (laughs) pound for pound, it's about the same spending $1,400 to save your dog's froggy eye or a bloated liver. It is. It is. My dog is so old, but he's great. Uh, OG Gary, won't the Mountain West get more money if Washington State and Ball So Hard State U? Ball So Hard State U. (laughs) Go to the conference. Yeah, the, the way this works is that when you expand you have to amend not open but amend your grant of rights because the only way to expand is if you get new money from your tv partners because nobody's going to take a write down to add washington state and oregon state yeah so your tv partners in this case the mountain west would be cbs sports and fox i'm told they've already gotten that okay they're 
simply waiting for Washington State and Oregon State to say yes. Yeah. The Mountain West, as we reported several weeks ago, has invited Oregon State, Utah, or uh, Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal to join the conference. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's it's simply a matter of when they say yes. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith says, voice of an angel, the angel of death, maybe Q Slayer music. Seriously. Mike Maples, the advocates even helped Monty when he got hurt at his OnlyFans job. Got to pay off those credit cards any way you can. Honestly, that's our stroking, guys. Hey, man. <laughs> Stunts on OnlyFans make you real money. The Todd father, oh, snap, Monty with the story turn. Yeah. So, you know. Tanner Plummer, now I'm curious what the other jet plane song is from. I don't know. Penny Packer. What's up, H.E. Penny Packer? How about Learning to Fly by Tom Petty? I can't sing. The late Tom Petty. Stud. Man, if I could sing like Tom Petty. Mm. Uh, to be fair, I've never heard of any. You don't you know Guns do, N' Roses, bro, really? That's, see, that's offensive, dude. Oh, you you, you must have. Yeah, you know Guns N' Roses songs. You just don't know that you it's don't Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Mike Smith is like, oh, oh, gee, yes, you do. The Todd Father, uh, with the couch story... Um, with Mrs. Monty, turn in the man card. No, dude. One of the best things, before you get to football at 50, one of the best things is just being silly with your significant other. Like, she works hard all day. We grind our asses off all day. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you I'll come home and she will have some kind of dinner thing. Like, she's amazing. So we just sit there and laugh. Like, that's why we stopped watching the news. One of the things we just don't do anymore is we don't watch the news. Right. And what we'll do is we'll just watch emergency. We're into the show East New York now. And we just have a good time watching shows or cooking together. We cooked together yesterday. Mm -hmm. I got these really thin cut pork cutlets. I had three scrambled eggs and three pork cutlets for dinner last night. The, the max, dude. So good. Yeah. She's making like this spicy, like, dude, curry curry pizza she's making this spicy cur look good dude it, my, my hair's on fire but we have a good time laughing about it we have like no dude you gotta you gotta not be a yeah, guy the man card thing is a gimmick dude yeah you it's gotta you, you you yeah yeah live live your life dude i'm telling you it, yeah dude the more you laugh it, it's amazing that's yeah. why i like road tripping with my wife yeah it's amazing so there you go. Football 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour on the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Papa Murphy's Pizza. Telling you guys, get the get the marinara meatball poured on top of your calzones. It'll change your life. <laughs> Let's talk about some football. Week one NFL. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm here to tell you. That prize picks, do you guys know what prize picks is? Prize picks, daily fantasy and prize picks. I'm a huge fan of daily fantasy. You know that I play a lot. Um, use the promo code Monty at prizepicks.com or download their app. Super easy. There's a link in the description of the show below on podcast and on YouTube. Um, let's play together because I want to go over these um, more or lesses for week one. Passing yards. And here's the best part. So at Prize Picks, you make your, let's say you make a $50 deposit. They'll match it. They'll give you $50 on your initial deposit. Yeah. Up to $100. Right now, they have a 99% off promotion for Monty Show uh, viewers on Dak Prescott. 
They're giving it to you at half a yard. 99% off. Dude, you're, you're going to win that one. But Patrick Mahomes, week one, Thursday night, 299 and a half yards against Detroit. More or less? More. I would go more as well. More. Aaron Rodgers, who's, by the way, going to play. He's going to play in this week's game for the Jets. Really? Yes. He is going to play in this week's game for the Jets. But they open Monday Night Football against Buffalo. 251 and a half yards. More or less. Oh, that's a tough one. That I is think a tough one. I would probably take less because it's week one, new team, new offense. I'm going more. Of, eh. I think they're going to throw the ball to the backs a ton in that offense. Yeah, that's. I yeah. love it. What? It's 250 what? 251 and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go under. I, I Less, less. All right. Jalen Hurts, 237 and a half against New England. More. You're going more with more. Jalen Hurts. Yep. More. You're going more with Jalen Hurts. Yep, because I think they're on the same page. This is a guy that's comfortable. Another in year in the, another year in the offense. He and I'm a big believer in this whole time zone concept. Where hey, if your team is playing in the time zone that their home stadium is in, they're probably going to play better. It so is like, at Foxborough. Yeah, they're on the road, but they're still in the Eastern time zone, right? So he's not having to go across the country. He's not having to travel some massive thing. He's not going overseas. He's right. He's basically in his backyard. I I would say over more. Sex machine. Justin Herbert at home against the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. It's a huge number, though. 287 and a oh half. Oh, my God, dude. 287 and a half. I'm going over on that. Yeah, that kind of feels like a, a, a like a gunslinger kind of game with Tua and at home. But and why? Why is it? Why am I going over? Because I don't think it's a gunslinger game. This Chargers defense is legit. I think they're going to get after Tua's ass. Did you notice, by the way, that Tua learned how to fall? Did anyone see that going yes. around? Tua's now learned how to fall, so he doesn't fall just on his back and hit his he head. He took tumbling classes. Yeah, he learned how to fall, which I think is brilliant. Yeah, it is, because one concussion in his career is over, I think. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's over. I think it's over. I think it's over, and I think it's like Tui Tui Pelotu added to that defense. Like, yeah. I love the Chargers defense. Yeah. And then there's... This one is almost insulting. What do you think Prize Picks has Lamar Jackson at against Houston? Against the Houston MFing Texans. 230. At Baltimore. Baltimore's a nine and a half point favorite in that game. Prize Picks has it at 208. What? And a half. 208 and a half. More or less passing yards. Lamar Jackson, 208 and a half. It's dude, gotta be more. Dude. You have Come to. On, they're dude. they're begging you to choose more on that, right? Yeah, I, I I think what they're saying is that Houston is such a bad defense that they they're counting on Lamar running a lot. I think you have to. But be. I I'm I'm saying that's more, dude. At two oh eight, that's it. I, I'm shocked by it. Well, look at there's a couple other ones in here. Deshaun Watson. This one. Though. Um, versus Cincinnati. 
This one might surprise you. Yeah. Okay, so Cleveland, Cincinnati. Dude, if Lamar's at 208, this has to be more than that. This is at home for Cleveland. Yeah. Cincinnati's a, a two in, in Vegas. The boys in Vegas have Cincinnati at minus two. Prize Picks has the more or less at 236 and a half for Deshaun Watson against Cincinnati. Hmm. 236 and a half. I'm taking less than that. But look at the other side of the line. Joe Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. He's at 265 and a half against Cleveland's defense. More or less. I'd probably go more on that. That's that's pretty reasonable. I yeah. think you can double up on that game. It, Although I have to say, it, is it for sure he's playing? I mean, I know. I they think said he'd it be is. Ready, but I think it is. There's. Well, I'm assuming he is. And then let's let's finish with the pain train. Excuse me, the pain train. My R and we. Oh, the MVP. Yes. The Chicago Bears. The Bears, Mike Dicka. Oh, Dicka. Yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to say this. No it's so Buddy's bad. Gotta at be home. at two thirty. Come on, two thirty. Oh, I Give wish me it. Two thirty. I wish they were that optimistic. There's at no home, way it's under two hundred. Come on. At home, the fucking Bears are a two-point home favorite in Vegas. Prize Picks has Justin Fields. Here, you say the no I can't say it out loud. What? 165 and a half? Bros, prize picks? And, and I'm not, you guys. What? You guys. I kid you. I kid you not. Dude, are, are you for real you right now? You can't see it, but they've got hit. They've got Justin Fields. <laughs> How? The, the soon to be Messiah. The, the MVP. MVP. Bro. What? 165 and a half yards. Dude. <laughs> God dang, bro! A hundred and sixty-five. You've got to take okay, more. I, have to, I know we're, we're short on time here, but let me—I just have to look. You Last have to take stats, more, dude. Last year's stats for Buddy. It's the—it is by far the lowest number in in the NFL for Prize Picks Week One quarterback, more or less. I mean, it's by far. It's not. Nobody's under 200 except Justin Fields. It's just. Oh my God. Carrie bro. Lee says, uh, "Bear down, Chicago Bears." Like, Jeff Woodworth. What? Jeff Woodworth is worth is being a complete jerk, saying, "Take the under on Fields." <laughs> who? Hey, who throws some more? Fields or Love? Shut up. Why would you see? You say stuff like that, and you expect me. I'm just me asking a question here, bro. Just asking a question. I mean, you would have to take Jordan Love. Right? Right? What's Jordan Love's number at? Is he... What is his number at? I don't have him here. No? No. I don't have Jordan maybe Love on maybe they're, maybe they're not rolling on that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, click the link in the description below. Um, to join us on Prize Picks, let's play together all year long. And again, right now, when you use the Monty ma uh, promo code, and if you click the link in the description below, the match will be there already for you. Yes. Uh, but if you use promo code Monty, you're going to see that you're going to get uh, full matching on your deposit up to $100 at Prize Picks. So hook that up. Every, every week, we're going to play. And it's going to be amazing, you guys. I love it. Get your account set up now. Prize picks, download the app by clicking the link in the description below. Football 5010 of the hour, every hour.
presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tang tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Mac Jones is only at 215 and a half, you guys. Papa Murphy's Pizza, Dude. use the promo code Monty24. <clears throat> I love this so much. Yeah, I love it. We're sitting here talking. And we're so looking much. at the other passing yards. Yeah. Mac Jones against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who I think are going to be the best defense in football. And again, this is week one. Not this week, but next week. Week yeah, one. Yeah, week one. September, what is it? September 2nd or September 10th. Yeah. Mac Jones, you guys. It hurts my head, dude. Like, it, it just does. Mac Jones is going to have a monster year. They're begging you to, to go more. Yeah. You've got to go more there. I, I cannot wait. I am so yeah, excited. Dude. Yep. Um, let's see. The Todd Father is prize picks fantasy. They don't let us bet in Florida. It is daily fantasy. It is absolutely daily fantasy. I love it. Um, it is so much fun. You are a- eligible for prize picks in Florida. Yeah. You're absolutely eligible. Um, because it's just daily fantasy. It, it is. I mean, you you really are the the thing about um, the thing about prize picks is it's a it's a skill based game. Um, so it is skill based fantasy. Um, you know, you you make your entries every week, and and I love like right now in baseball season, I love prize picks during baseball season. Yeah, because you can you play daily fantasy on prize picks every day with baseball. I love it. Um, you know, and, and in the, it really what prize picks is about the question every, every day in prize picks is more or less, Yeah, more or less than 165 and a half passing yards in week one. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just feel like nobody believes Justin Fields. How many will passes behind the line of scrimmage, right? You, am I wrong about that? You guys, I don't think anybody in this league believes that Justin Fields is going to be, a. a is he ever a top 10 quarterback in the NFL? No. Nope. I don't think so. Top 15 is a ceiling for him, I think. I, I really... Unless he gets traded or moves on to another organization that's going to develop him into an actual pocket-passing guy. That prize picks has him... One... You, it hurts my soul. Yeah. I. I it hurts my soul. Uh, let's see, uh, Mike Smith, do you think that the Georgia players on the Eagles roster is still in a racing team? Well, yeah, they're, they're first team, all SRT. Dude. Okay, wait. So the whale died and it's too soon for me to make Jim Irsay whale jokes. You guys are making Georgia flipping race car jokes <laughs> and I'm the heartless. The whale was 53 years old yeah, and he died. Dude, nobody died, but he just decided to drive through a house. That's actually untrue. That's Don't quote me. Uh, you know, like it is what it is. You shouldn't be making dead, dead whale jokes. OG Gary, is prize picks available in Utah? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Let's go. Yes, it is. Utah, absolutely. Um, for everybody that listens to the show, man, like our biggest states by far, California, prize picks is available. Texas, absolutely. Do it. Florida, absolutely. Do our it. good friends in Illinois, hello, Chicago. Hello, Moline, Illinois. Uh, Illinois, yes. Kansas, yes. Um, all of our friends in Texas, hello. Hello, Utah. Hurricane Utah. No. 
I will stop. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Greg Hawkins, hello. Hello. Uh, OG Gary, thanks. Teddy Wayman, what's it? Teddy Wayman Dude, is Teddy, a prize what's picks up, bro? Guy. You going to play prize Teddy, picks or what? You just missed you just missed more or less on prize picks. And Justin Teddy, Justin Fields, 165 and a half in week 1, more or less. Well, last dude, less. <laughs> Too bad. Kevin uh Chittenden, Bachelorette finale tonight. That's my gift to my wife, Ugh. Bro, Ooh. are you for real right now? You be what? No. 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 Waves in opposition. Uh, James Knight, hey guys, uh, caught a story on the lack of water in Salt Lake. Yeah. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. It's gotten better now, but Way there was better. definitely a drought happening, and the yep. Great Salt Lake was definitely drying up, no doubt. Uh, Cam Harrison, good evening, guys. Hello, Cam. Um, why is I've got like three DMs. What are we DMing about? The, the, about the prize pick links. You got The prize pick link is in the description on YouTube below used or... If you downloaded the app, just put the promo code as Monty, M-O-N-T-Y. Hey, Monty. And prize picks will match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks. Yeah, do It'll, it. Prize, download the app, enter the promo code Monty, prize picks will match your deposit. Do it. Or in the link below on the podcast and on YouTube, obviously, uh, the link is there. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, why why we have a week zero that makes as much sense as spending $20 million on a 53-year-old dolphin. It <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a dolphin, dude. There's a difference, dude. Whales are much bigger, or dolphins are smaller. Or like, get your nomenclature right, dude. It was a whale. It wasn't a dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Jim Mercy has emotional distress over this whale? Jim Mercy. Hell no. Jim Mercy, the owner of the Colts. Right. <laughs> I'm not making this up. If you're just tuning in, it's everywhere. Jim Mercy was willing to spend. $20 million to fly a 53-year-old whale who's lived in captivity, a tank, an orca whale from Miami to San Diego yeah. to release the whale into the Pacific Ocean. Well, you might say, well, uh, how the fuck are they getting that thing from Miami to San Diego? Well, see, Jim was going to fly it in a cargo plane uh, the whale itself, not the water that the whale needs to survive the plane trip. The whale itself weighs 8,000 pounds. Fat! It was going to cost $20 million. Yeah, somebody needs to put that whale on a diet. Fat! Um, it was going to cost Jim. Hey, Jim. 20 million bucks. Now, why are we talking about this whale in the past tense? You guessed it. It's dead. It, di mm. it died at the the fifty three year old please. Lolita. Lolita. With all due respect, let's not comment on Lolita's weight. Yeah, like, can we be nice, please? Like, can we show some respect? She had a glandular issue. It is what it is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he would. Guy, do you not have anything better to do with your $20 million and fly a whale from Miami to San what Diego? Now? Let me tell you what now. How does that make sense? And listen, I understand I am not a rich man. Right. I get it. Right. I don't have $20 million. I've been a rich man and I have I, been a poor I, man. Exactly. Right. I don't have $20 million to light on fire. Right. If I did, I <laughs> or would. Or drowned in this case. And look, I'm not the guy who's. I'm not. Against whales being free, free willy. Oh, go you for know. it. 
If I had $20 million, I'm not putting a whale on a fucking plane. I'm not doing it. I, there's under no circumstances, Jim Irsay. And, and again, we talked about this earlier, but in what meeting did somebody say, man, Jim, that's a great idea, dude. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. So you didn't spend guys, the money. Guys, 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 guys. So Jim didn't spend the money because the whale died. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Any coinkening today that Jonathan Taylor was granted permission to seek a trade, the Colts granted Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade away from the Indianapolis Colts. Heck, this thing up. We're out of here. And, and by the way, by the way, yeah. by, oh, man. What? I just got a notice from my HOA that our HOA is going up. Dude. <laughs> you want to know why I can't afford to fly that whale across Bro, the country? the pipe job that is at HOA, though. Oh, dog. Dude. Waves in opposition. Man. Just one. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. um, mm -hmm. the, the, the terms that they are willing to take for a trade, it, it's, they, they want multiple first-round picks. So let me get this right. You damaged Jonathan Taylor, who's only 24 years old. Right. You're asking for multiple first-round picks. To which, who's giving you who's who's giving you that? I don't know. Who is giving you that? And like, I don't it, know why you don't want to just pay the guy. Like, what is the big deal? First-round pick or a patch, package of pick that equates to as much as in a potential Jonathan Taylor. They want multiple first-round picks. Who's, Out of your freaking mind. Who's giving you that now after you've completely gutted his worth? Yeah. And Jim, Ur Jim Ursay's reputation precedes itself. Capazzo. Hey, Capazzo. I hope you guys are dry in the Jeezy, dude. Uh, I will never, yes, never live in an HOA. I will never live in an HOA again. Never. I I'm, I'm not doing it. I, I am not doing it. Uh, my Broncos might. Too bad we have all our first-round picks given up. Our, you know, dude, I'm with you. Uh, Katie Raiders says, uh, wreck them. Pew, pew. Go Raiders, right? Um, let's see. Brandon Butler. There is an old book by Nabokov that meant a lot to Ursay. Apparently, he likes them big. Well, hey, dude, I'm not paying $20 bucks to fly. Can you measure it? I, I'm not doing that. There's no chance. No chance in the world. Why would you do that, dude? Well, maybe because you went to trydaytrading.com and you made $20 million day trading as one of the elite day traders in the world. Come on. That was cash. That was pretty good, dude. I mean, you know, and then and then to say it was cash when you're talking about triday trading, which is going to get you cat, like, you know. This hour of the show presented by our good friends at trydaytrading.com, the best way to make money. And a, a lot of people complain about their jobs. A lot of people complain about having to go back into the office. A lot of people complain about their bosses. Stop doing that. Stop wasting your life working for somebody else. A paycheck is the drug they give you to forget your dreams, friends. Get to TridayTrading.com. They right now have a special for Monty Show viewers. $10 gets you a 30-day trial membership. And that $10 is a charitable donation. They give it to charity so you get a tax write-off. And they give you their entire program. In that 30 days, elite high-level coaching, you get full access to their software, their processes, their algorithms. They teach you how to be an elite day trader. Their graduates that day trade on a full-time basis, 
make $1,000 a day or more. Did you make $1,000 today? Oh, you didn't? Tridaytrading.com. They're part-time traders who do it as a side hustle, make three to $500 a day. So they do things like pay for their vacations. They do things like pay off their car, pay off their house. I know a lot of people that day trade and put it in a mortgage fund so that they can pay off their houses. Yes. That's a great way to do it because it's about an hour, hour and a half of work. First thing in the morning, you program all your trades, you go work your full-time job, you come home and you count your tri-day trading money. It is quite literally that. And the thing that I love most about tri-day trading, when you graduate their program, they're gonna fund an account for you to trade with, with their own money. Yeah. Not your money, you make your first trades with tri-day's money and when you make money, with their money, they give you 80% of the profit. You have nothing to lose. And if at the end of that 30 days, you're like, yeah, I don't get it or it's not for me, walk away. 10 bucks, which is a tax write-off and charity donation. Walk away. Nobody has ever done that on this show. Everybody executes because it just makes you so much money at TridayTrading.com. The biggest stories in sports today presented by TridayTrading.com. I think this uh, Kirk Schultz interview, the president at Washington State today, pretty wide-ranging interview with one of the uh, board of trustee members at Washington. And one of the things that's really interesting is listen to Kirk Schultz, the president at the University of Washington State or at Washington State University. Listen to Kirk Schultz defend the merits of the Apple Pac-12 TV deal. So my perspective was that um, trying to go to linear networks in general, the ESPNs, Foxes of the world, whatever, and expecting that somehow magically we were going to close the gap between where the Pac-12 was and where the Big Ten and SEC are in terms of revenue per school was going to require something different. The Apple deal, to me, represented risk, clear risk, because maybe you're not on some of those linear channels as much. But if you said, what is the potential upside? It was clear that this was an opportunity to partner with probably the you know top technology company in the world worth over a trillion dollars to say, let's try something new and groundbreaking. And uh, we're gonna partner with you on a 50-50 deal to try and grow this thing. And Apple felt within three years, we would vastly exceed where everybody else was but the big two and be closing that gap. Man. The um, big two. The Can big we two. trademark that term, the big two? I already did. Um, the point is, <laughs> I just uh, the the rationale. Well, Apple promised. Who's your messy? Because this is the example that everybody is using with Apple TV and the Pac-12. Is oh, right. look what MLS is doing. Right. Let's have a brutally honest conversation about that. Why is MLS and Apple finally seeing what they, and they won't report the numbers publicly. Apple will never do that. Right. They're telling us that they are now creeping toward the threshold of making money with Apple and MLS. Why is that happening? Well, because Lionel Messi is a revelation Thanks. for MLS. Sensational. He has been spectacular. He has been everything that you could need to boost a league and boost viewership. And it's not even North American viewership. It's global viewership for Lionel Messi. You say the name Messi in the soccer community, and he looks like he's 20 years old again. He is running up and down the field. He's making incredible plays, incredible 
uh, you know, first balls, passes, finishing, scoring goals, being selfless, being a leader, like everything you want in a in an athletic superstar. Real. Lionel Messi's doing that. If you're in the Pac-12, who's your Leo Messi? Because it, it's not going to be a quarterback. It's not going to be a running back. It's college football. It's a transient sport. In something like MLS, guys like Messi are not transient because it doesn't matter what shirt he's wearing. People are going to turn it on to watch him. Yeah. And so what you'd have to be selling is a brand. Well, what brand is that? Because it ain't USC. Because USC's in the Big Ten. And so is UCLA. And Arizona was always leaving. There was no Messi. There is no brand. So Apple making you a revenue promise off of their projections is suicide because they're not going to share with you. Yeah, and I think the thing, the other thing that he said there that really stood out to me was that you know, they were enamored by Apple being like the best technology company and being worth a trillion dollars and like, you know, sort of this shiny new toy effect, right? Where it was like, oh, they're a great company. And, you know, in this interview, he also talked about, you know, how, you know, yeah, sure, Apple's had some failed products, but they're geniuses at marketing and they were going to help them market the product and all this great stuff. But what product are you marketing exactly? Because I agree. To have success, to have something to market, you got to have a product. You got to have like that's why Apple's yeah. that's why Apple's getting traction because they're able to put up highlight reel of, after highlight but, reel of Messi scoring and being messy. But again, what is Apple known for? They're known for the iPhone. What's your iPhone? What's your AirPod? What's the must-have? Only place to get it. Is it Nick Saban? Is it Ohio State? Is it, like, pick your brand, the big brand in the SEC, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Michigan. Like, what's your brand? USC. Texas. You, you don't have that. Texas, you don't have that. That's the issue. I can make an argument that if BYU was only available on Apple TV, I could absolutely see BYU fandom making a difference at BYU for BYU at Apple. I can't say that about Washington State ever. No. And not to be redundant, Washington State and Cal are two of the most depressed, financially strapped athletic departments in the entire country. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Then there is the fine case of Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> this is remarkable. Jim Harbaugh suspended three games today by Michigan. Mm-hmm. While the ongoing NCAA matter continues through the NCAA process, today's announcement is our way of addressing mistakes that our department has agreed to in an attempt to further the process. Ward Manuel um, said, the athletic director, we will continue to support Coach Harbaugh's staff and our outstanding student athletes. So let's rewrite the story for you. Jim Harbaugh was accused by the Committee on Infractions, yeah. the NCAA Committee on Infractions, yeah. of recruiting violations during the COVID down period. And then he was also accused of allegedly lying and misleading and overall interfering with that investigation. Allegedly. He had a, basically come to what amounts to a plea deal 
he'd agreed to what amounts to a plea deal. Right. At four games. Went to the committee on infractions who said, hell no. This is going to be a lot more than four games and we're not giving you a free pass. Which would infer that he's getting at least six. Right. Which is what people I've talked to around college football believe is he was going to get six games. So you thought, and I understand your Michigan, your big blue, the big house. Khakis. We get it. Yeah, khakis, dad bods, we totally get it. You thought giving him three games would somehow placate the committee on infractions. That's This is stupidity at its finest. You shouldn't have suspended him at all. No. If you were just going to say, well, man, three games, wow. Because... Who, who you're playing nobody in those three games as we have as we have talked about on this program yeah Michigan uh they don't have three games of consequence on their schedule because it's and garbage it's certainly not going to be East Carolina UNLV and Bowling Green <laughs> Rutgers Dude. at Nebraska at Minnesota Indiana at Michigan <coughs> State Purdue at Penn State at Maryland home for Ohio State and I can tell you the committee on infractions would love nothing more than to not have him on the sideline in his khakis during the Ohio State game. But you're not giving him a year for this, which, by the way, he deserves. My firm belief is that Jim Harbaugh should be suspended for a year. You were recruiting during the COVID dark period, which they warned you yeah. was an absolute no. No, no, sir. And allegedly... The, the way that he did it, the visits, where they were, how they were. The coronavirus. And then when you got allegedly caught with your hand in the cookie jar, you were misleading and disruptive to the, to the investigation. Which is not surprising at all if you know Jim Harbaugh in the least of experience, which I do in, in San Francisco. He should have been suspended for a year. Mm-hmm. Jim Har and I'm not a Jim Harbaugh fan. I think you all know that. Call me biased if you want. Jim Harbaugh is what's wrong with coaching in college athletics. Because he's a schemer. Because he's a schemer. He does not treat people well. And he told his kids, don't be bitter. Be better. Right. Well, what example are you setting by skirting the rules and then being an obstructionist when it came time to investigate your skirting of the rules? And... Furthermore, why were you skirting the rules? Oh, that's right. And I know every time I say this, oh, well, they've won the last two matchups. Yeah, the problem is you've been dominated in the big picture for years. I get it. You won the last two years. But let's not sit here and pretend that Michigan somehow is a better program than Ohio State. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for that. We need to get to three out of five, you know, five out of seven before we're going to sit here and say Michigan's better. So I'm, I am just burnt. On, oh, well, Jim, I'll just go back to the NFL then. Okay, great. Go back to the NFL. Who wants you? It's a great question. Because you tried three years ago. But, no, you didn't take the job. You were committed to Michigan. <laughs> Again. Okay, so, so where's the job offer, Jim? If you're such this, this in-demand NFL coach, where's the job offer? You're Florida State. Nobody wants you. Because you've become that guy. Who's a pain in the ass? You're not a good guy. You're not a good guy to work with. You're certainly not a guy that want 
people want to be the face of the organization. You're a dude. Because with all the retreads in the NFL, you certainly would have gotten another chance to screw up a quarterback situation. Facts, dude. Oh, but now you've beaten Ohio State a couple of times, and we're going to slap you on the wrist. And you're not going to be bitter. You're going to be better, Jimmy. <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is what's wrong with letting guys like Jim Harbaugh mentor your kids, like letting guys like Pat Fitzgerald be a, a volunteer coach at a high school football team. But Pat didn't know. Come on. So, so Pat Fitzgerald who is in the middle of one of the largest bullying scandals and arguably a sexual abuse scandal, not a bullying <laughs> scandal. And you're telling me that that's the guy who should volunteer on a high school football team coaching staff. Where are we at in society today? And I know his kids play. I get it. That's not the point, though. Dude. And you're telling me. That Jim Harbaugh is the guy you want leading your NFL team or your college football program. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, it's the epitome of hypocrisy in our country. Dude. What, Urban Meyer's not available? Yeah, exactly. Come on now. Right? Come on. This is this is, this is is a problem. Yeah. All right, your thoughts. Uh, let's run with you guys the rest of the show. Aim for the bushes. Oh, boy. Um, he's, this says, uh, SMU has two win streak in Fort Worth against TCU. Congratulations. <laughs> that and that and your boosters will get you absolutely nothing. The AAC. Congratulations. Again, SMU fan, you occasionally creep in here and try to sell the, sell the team. So let me get this right. Help me out. And I, again, pew, pew. I'm just Program. asking, right? I'm just saying, because Craig James and Eric Dickerson, they're not coming through the door in the Trans Ams anytime soon. So <laughs> help me. Help me. I'm the naive guy. Help me. Right. So you have all this money. Right. You're willing to pay hundreds of millions of dollars. Your donors, who we've spoken to. Directly. Have said we're willing to pay $200 million over a five-year period to get SMU into the ACC. So SMU doesn't have to take a media distribution from the ACC. No, they'll take the hit. Right? Like the donors will pay the $200 million. So here's my, here's my question. So you have all this money. When did you win the conference? When have you won a major bowl game? Why are you not desirable? Because you've asked every fucking P5 and they've all said no. 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 Couldn't you, I mean, you have all this money and all this prestige and you deliver Dallas and it says Dallas on the front of your shirt. Why couldn't you get into the Pac-12 and save the Pac-12? And, pardon me. Because you're SMU and nobody wants you because you're not winning in the AAC. You're not really even a factor in the AAC. You're pretty much a checkbox in everybody's win category. But yet you've been to Fort Worth and you've beaten TCU. So this goes back to my question about P5s versus G5s, and congratulations, you've beaten TCU. How did that college football playoff trip go for you? Right, because you beat TCU, so you're trying um, to infer um, here that you're better than TCU. How did that trip to the college football playoff go? I, Because I can't, and I'm old as shit. Like, I get it. I'm dying. I'm the dead whale. I get it. Well, and you're Mormon, but it's fine. And I'm old, and yeah. that's right. They yeah. said I'm old and I'm Mormon, so yeah. I'm going to die soon. Right. Which I'm not. <laughs> but the question is, 
I know my memory's faulty, but SMU, how did that trip to the college football playoff go? Um, Furthermore, how is that money that you 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 guys won because you went to the Final Four, right? And then because um, yeah, I mean football's for shit, but basket you guys dom. I don't remember that one either. You know, and I know faulty memory, old guy. How'd that trip to the Sweet Sixteen go? You remember that those glory days, like where and you guys went to the Sweet Sixteen and didn't even take a buzzer beater. I remember SMU never going to the Sweet Sixteen. They know reset. Never going to the college football playoff. All we hear about is, well, down here in Dallas, we're all hat and bunch of oil containers. Tarrant County. Yet you're irrelevant. You don't deliver Dallas. You don't deliver Texas. All you have is money and nobody wants it. And I get it. You're in my comments all the time, SMU fan, and you're on our YouTube comments all the time, SMU fan. And all you want to talk about is everything but how come you guys haven't taken that money and dominated the AAC. Furthermore, since you have so much money, how come nobody wants you? The ACC. You're, you're begging. You're essentially, you know, you're trying to be their concubine. Hey, I won't cost you anything and we'll serve at your pleasure. And they, Please. they still said no. What? But you're SMU. Don't they understand Craig James and Eric Dickerson? Don't they understand the Pony Express? Don't they understand the oil guys? Don't they understand the 10-gallon hats full of $100 bills? Oh, shit. But you, you live and die on those two wins in Fort Worth. Congratulations. Man, holy cow. Man, congratulations. Are we talking about Jim and uh, Ohio State, or are we talking about SMU and TCU? I should just, I should probably just stop. You know, Mike Smith says concubine. That word makes me so bricked up. Is that right? Scock. <laughs> I'm but so bricked up right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm worn out on SMU fan. And I support SMU. Like, I don't even hate SMU. All the people at SMU we've talked to, the donors who think they, they call us back. We have conversations. Like, they're good people. Mm -hmm. But the fans are miserable. Can you blame them? No. No. Uh, tsunami warning. If y'all hate SMU, it's enough for me to love them now. <laughs> I don't hate SMU. I just want answers to my questions. Ma, but we beat TCU and Fort Worth. Okay, well, how come nobody wants you then? I want it. Well, we have all this money. How come you're not winning in the AAC then? You have all, and that's the big one. You're going to pay your way into the ACC and the Pac-12. You were going to, because I love when all the SMU fans, well, they're going to let us in because we're going to save them. Schemers, how did? Congrat, hey man, congratulations. Hey John. hey John, dude, let's pour some out for the Pac-12, who's dead. Hey John, can we pour some out for the story where you reported SMU was paying seventy mil to get into the pack? Schemers trying to control their little worlds. Bill G, SMU had good basketball teams in the late seventies. They did. RFR Mac, sorry Monty, don't agree. This should be the NFL. College should be different. Wait, this don't agree on what? Don't agree on what? Uh, Jeff Woodworth, fans, fan, not fans. There's a lot of <laughs> SMU, you, you know. Blake, Monty did choose violence at the end of Monday. <laughs> I did. Uh, I read that, that one already. Uh, tsunami, then cancel every team that isn't Bama. No. It's no not don't overreact, dude. Yeah. Don't overreact, I'm not bro. talking about every other team. I'm talking about 
I'm talking about Dallas. I'm talking about the Pony Express, S-A-M-U. <laughs> How dare you? You know, that's it. Um, they aren't Kramer, Tsunami, truth. Uh, OSU Cowboy, when SMU finishes their stadium renovation, it will be awesome. They already have a great indoor practice facility. This is going to help them get better recruits to do what? Because all these years with – and this is, again, great point. You view this season as a failure? You have all this money. How come you guys don't win the recruiting wars every single year? Dion got Hunter to go to Jack State. How, you – Nobody? Um. You guys aren't – I mean, you're winning the recruit, right, because they all get trans ams, <laughs> right? Because that's a – oh, no, they get T-shirts that say we are Dallas. That's right. <laughs> Damn, bro. Damn. Little different than the trans Dude. SRT at Georgia, T-shirt that says we are Dallas. Oh, but we do win in Fort Worth at TCU. Notice Kirby hasn't lost his job yet over all these super speeder tickets. They're not. They're not. Gary Wolf. Uh, Monty, don't forget they got the power of W back in them. Oh, w. yeah. I mean. W and Condoleezza going to the ACC and working together. Better pitcher. W after 9-11 at Yankee Stadium or anybody who's ever thrown a ball at, at SMU. Damn. I'm taking W. You remember that? W. Wearing a bulletproof jacket. Iconic, dude. Absolutely iconic. Dude. Dude, uh, Delaric, SMU fans are trending on Ute fan of being disliked. Oh, you're not even kidding. Uh, Matador Mike, Harbaugh should be suspended for uh, OSU, PSU, and Michigan State. My brother. Dude, uh, you're S- not wrong. SMU has that de- uh, death penalty money. Where do I join as a member? Not, <laughs> not tech savvy. Um, it depends on what phone you have and what version of iOS. You can always do it on desktop. Matador Mike, you just hit the join button. And if you see it on your phone, if you're watching on a phone, you just hit the join button. But if not, you can hop over to desktop. Appreciate that. OG Gary says, all Southern, no Methodist. Yeah, they're not affiliated with the church anymore. Mike Smith, Bama had its crappy years too. People forget, but Bama was a day away from hiring Rich Rod from West Virginia before West Virginia decided to up his pay a tad. Remember? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Mike Shula. He's going to save Bama. He's going to keep the blankets warm until Saban comes in. The dynasty is not over. Elaine Tran, when's the last time SMU beat Houston in basketball? Somebody will go look. Somebody will go look. Um, You know. You know, it just, it just is, it just is what it is. It's fine. I don't hate And this is what happens. I... I, I did not, not have sexual <laughs> relations with I do not hate SMU. Uh-huh. But it just grates on me that their fans are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. guys, 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 guys. Hey, uh, why don't you use that money to win recruiting? And pardon me. Uh it, it um uh No, I didn't think so. That's what drives me crazy. And donuts. I want to see a conference call uh, SMU's bluff. I bet they don't have the cash, dude. I think they did. The sad part is, I think oh, they, they do. do. They have the money. But why not use it to win games now? Win games now. You have all this money. Screw the ACC. Win the AAC. Stanford. Show us. Yeah, go beat Calford. Like <laughs> chop down trees and shit. Like 
Like, show us that SMU, show us that you are who all your fans say you are. Show us that you're Dallas. Go be, go to, go play Texas. No, they won't play you. Uh, go be <laughs> T. Oh, you do be TCU. Can you measure it? It just doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter. OG Gary. The last time SMU beat Houston in basketball was when Moses parted the seas. Damn. Why are you picking on Moses Malone like that? Lee Jensen, have we done NBA yet? No worries if you haven't. No, but we can do it right now because I do want to talk about this. Um, or should we do the, the – the... Devin Booker. Let's do Devin Booker real quick. Yeah. Pat Beverly says Devin Booker is better than Paul George. Okay. <laughs> don't. 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 <laughs> So you may know that on this show, Devin Booker also wears the name tag that says Sex Machine. Right. Uh, that's my dude. What are you, must? Patrick Beverly has a really good podcast. I enjoy it thoroughly. Here's what he said about Devin Booker. Obviously, Book is Book. Book can hoop. Book can do everything. And he, he look good doing it. Smooth. Like, he go, you know. That's part he, of he it. Go, and he go like to go left. He like to like, He got a smooth... Like, and it looked good. His shit looked good. Like, him shooting the ball, his side, like, he looked good. He's doing it in Kobe's. Like, he looked good. And, you know, PG is, you know, PG, but he veteran PG. You know what I'm saying? So, obviously, you know, it's going to be some love, hate there. I, I like it, though. I, it's good for basketball. You know what the problem is, dude? I don't even like Pat Bev. But, but he ain't right. wrong. He's yeah. right. That's the problem, dude. Let's go. That's the problem, Stay home. dude. Let's go. Like yeah, that's the problem, dude. Damn. The, now let's come back down to reality. Yeah. I think I've hit it every time. He's hit every Kardashian. Uh, but <laughs> if Devin Booker with Brad Beal, hey Brad, and Kevin Durant, if they don't win a championship this year or next, Devin Booker. It's going to hurt his reputation. It's going to it, hurt his legacy. Can can we have a conversation about all the slurping of DeAndre Ayton real quick in, in the in the World Cup? Bro, dude? did you see that three he tried to shoot? He shot it off the back of the backboard, dude. What are we doing? I understand. And, and this is why I say, like, Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon, I believe, is a Phoenix Sun as dude, well. Dude, he is crushing. So, so here's my question. Dude, clearly the talent's not the same as it is in the league. Nobody no. disputes that, right? I mean, you're playing AAA basketball. I get no. it. These guys should dominate. Yes. But DeAndre Ayton has to live up to it at some point because I, I tend to but agree. Will he? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But my question is, okay, you've got Book, KD, and Brad Beal now. Who's taking a step back? Because it ain't going to be Book. I think and it ain't going to be Kevin Durant. I think one of the other – got to look at Saban Lee. You mm -hmm. got to look at Eric Gordon. Udawat Nabi is a huge but, ad. Dude, Eric Gordon's on a vet minimum, bro. Yeah, but I, I think when you look at like Damian Lee, Drew Eubanks, like yeah. they need some of those role players to come through because it's Beal Booker. It's why Josh Akogi is I mean, is that going to be your starting point guard? It doesn't matter because Book's going to bring the ball up. Yeah. Right? It doesn't matter. Any of those three guys can bring the ball up. The guy that's going to make or break this team again, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, is fucking DeAndre Ayton. Facts. Because he, it, it, they're in the exact same position, and I, this is what fires me up about the Suns. Because I'm not a Suns fan. I'm a Booker fan. Yes, you are. That's right? correct. 
And my issue is Devin Booker's legacy for the last three years has been tied not to Chris Paul, but to DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. And you overpaid him. You haven't traded him. And he's not getting better. In fairness to them, and I don't disagree with any of that, I just don't know. I mean, can we really sit here and say they should have just let him go to the Pacers at no, that time? No, but you should, ha- you should trade him the first moment you can. I agree. I agree. Because if you add a legitimate power forward that is not a scorer first, that is, if you had Walker Kessler from the Utah Jazz on that team, that's a championship caliber team. Yeah, that's a problem, dude. If you had a guy like Walker that will rim run, did you guys see Rudy Gobert just get dunked all over? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I'm telling you now, if you had a legit power forward on that team who could rim run, didn't demand the ball, didn't not want to play defense. Mm-hmm. Give me a savage shot blocking mentality. Steven and a, Adams. And a guy, yeah, a Steven Adams. I mean, I'm gonna. You need Walker Kessler is the guy that yeah. would put them over the top. Yeah. Because when you have Kevin Durant who can play one through four, when you have Bradley Beal who can play one through three, when you have Devin Booker who can play one through four. You have a lot of flexibility there. You don't need Chris Paul. You don't need. Yeah. But you look at the situation with the Suns, their fortunes are tied in money and in mentality to DeAndre Ayton, who's never going to be a great defender and who's always going to be soft with the game on the line. And who's always going to be pissed he doesn't get the ball more. Yeah. And it, it it it's not going away. Yeah, you cannot run and hide from it. Which is why I love that people are all surprised that he's you know trying to shine out in this tournament. That's, that's and I and all I had to say to that is, what do you expect from him? I mean, he needs to he needs to you know repolish his reputation. I mean, his reputation after the Monty Williams era was that you know Monty Williams just didn't like him and they didn't get along. And I'm here to say the reason Monty Williams didn't like him is because he wasn't a team guy. Yes, he was not a team guy at that point. So. You know, I, I, I sit here and, and, and I look at this and I say, okay, great, cool, right? We got Frank Vogel as your head coach now. That's great. And obviously that's a good fit. He's got experience. Love it. But ultimately, DeAndre Ayton's going to have to understand his role. And I hate saying that about guys, but it's true. There's a, there's a speech by LeBron that goes around social media a couple times a year. It's all over YouTube. You can find it. LeBron's in the tunnel with his team. I believe this was when he was a Miami Heat. I could be wrong. Yep. Where he talks about, hey, man, the, the NBA is about role players. The NBA is, hey, every guy on a 15-man roster has a role. From, yes. from LeBron being yes. the dude all the way to the last guy in the roster who's helping keep the morale of the team and everyone in between. And, and, and guys like DeAndre Ayton don't understand that. And they don't understand that, hey, dude, you don't have to score 30 a night. All you got to do is is rebound because That's when you rebound, it. you're going to score. Rebound and outlet. Yeah. Why can't you just be that mentality? Rebound and outlet and then go stand Dude. at the top of the key and shoot the jump shot that you're so good at shooting and then run back, play a little defense, rebound, outlet, go stand at the top of the key. Draymond Green's a four-time champion and a future Hall of Famer without really being able to shoot. All because he rims run, rim runs and works harder. Yep. That's it. Paxton, hello. Hug him, boy. Hug him, boy. I'll say it every day for you. San Diego State aspect, uh, Aztec still hating Aiton. Absolutely. Hey. Uh, Mike Smith said, he, uh, Mike Smith, he said rim run, Q, Beavis, and Butthead. Wow. Bro, why, why, why Mike, are you? grow up. Bro. <laughs> grow up. 
Lance Johnson, the NBA is like watching minor league baseball for five months and then getting surprised when actual basketball for a few weeks. Dude, I love the NBA. Yeah, see, I disagree with that take. I, I, do I think if you if you understand the NBA and the politics around it, you you enjoy it for most of the year. Teddy Wayman, the book slurper. That's me. He has returned, bro. This Absolutely guy. positively has returned. This and, guy right and here. The league hasn't started <laughs> yet, but you know, it is what it is, right? Hey man. I got some lonely nights. I know. <laughs> I know, dude. Having fun is the name of the game. I know. Book's my guy, dude. Uh, James Knight, did you guys see the Anthony Edwards dunk? How good has he been? Okay, you want to talk about a guy that's gaining momentum, reputationally speaking. When you have guys, I believe it was Shaq, could be wrong, but when you have a lot of legends in the game coming out saying that he's the new face of the league and that there's a reason all the great ones wear number 10 and... Like, I agree, this cat's doing really good work for Team USA. But I'm not ready to put Anthony Edwards in the face of the league discussion until he shows me that he can right. carry a team to the playoffs. But Bill dude. Simmons, love him or hate him, Bill Simmons today on his show said that Damian Lillard should go to Minnesota and form a big three with Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. Is that a big three? No. Anthony Edwards, Dame Lillard, and Rudy Gobert? <coughs> That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard Bill Simmons say. Yeah. I look at Anthony Edwards. He's not going to finish in Minneapolis, number no, one. No way. Number two, I think he's got a legitimate chance to be the best player in the NBA because the things he's doing in the in the FIBAs are just, it's craziness. Yeah, the talent's not in question. I I, I think what's in question is, you know, just how good can he be, right? Because once yeah. you get to a certain level, we're not really talking about if you're good anymore. We're talking about, okay, just how far can you take this? And then furthermore, you know, yeah, Dude. when does he get to a new team? When does he get to a better situation? Because, again, this is the question that plagues Book, right? Hey, Book, you went yeah. to the NBA Finals once, and you haven't been back since, and now you've got two of the best guys in the league on your team. Truth. Absolutely true. Uh, Lee Jensen says, hot take. I think Walker Kessel will have a better year than Victor. Walker's going to have a massive year. I think Victor's going to be a three-year project at least. Yeah, Lee, I, I, I'll i be honest with you, bro. I don't even think that that is that hot of a take. I don't think I so think, either. I think Walker Kessler's upside is massive. Yep, I agree. Jeff Whitworth said, hot take. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Damn, hurry, bro. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mo Bamba. Nice. Came in clutch, bro. OG Gary, a bag of ruffles. Cheddar. Cheddar Ruffles. Gary, okay, sidebar, what's the best flavor of Cheddar Ruffles? There's only See what one. I did there? See what I did there? There's a... Best flavor of Cheddar Ruffles. You like those Lay's barbecue oh, chips? Oh, Lay's barbecue are mint. They give me barbecue burpees. Yeah. They do. Uh, and speaking of burpees, hit the like button if you guys are not subscribed. We are motoring through 23,000. We're at 23,660. So we Let's picked go. up 40 subscribers during the show today. We are just 340 subs away. If you are not subscribed, please consider subscribing to the show. Please give us a thumbs up. Uh, Lee Jensen says, yes, Jeff. Shout out to Mo Bamba. Uh, Brandon Butler, is point guard a dead position in the NBA? Um, I don't know that I would say it's dead, but I just think that we don't have point or shooting guards. We have guards. You know, it's just the best, the best teams in the league don't run stagnant. Hey, we're gonna pass to two, then five, then four. Like you don't do that anymore. It's motion, offense, movement. You know the athlete in the NBA is too good now to to just stand around. Kevin Durant played point guard for the Suns last year. Yeah, which means it's whoever brings the ball up. All you're doing in the NBA, much to Brandon's point, is you're you're putting the you're, you're putting the ball in your best player's hands, 
in their most comfortable position. If Kevin Durant is a guy triggering that for Devin Booker to play off the elbow, uh, it, like it just doesn't matter. Whoever's going to get the ball to your best player in that position, that's your point guard. Like Luka Doncic, does he need a point guard? No. He doesn't need a point guard. By the way, real quick. Yeah. Um, so apparently Jennifer Cohn's press conference is going on right now. Yeah. USA Today sports columnist Lindsay Schnell tweeted, the Pac-12 network is not carrying the USC Jen Cohen presser. They're playing a, uh, a replay of a volleyball match. That's about as on brand as it gets for the Pac-12. How are you not? Well, we're being. Because oh, Jim Harbaugh said it. Dude. Don't be bitter. Be better. Nobody watches. Who cares? Like, dude, that's a major event in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, but that's a little surprise. Am I? I don't think. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm an asshole. I don't think that that's surprising. The Pac-12 network's been dead for years. Dude, that's dude. surprising. That is surprising. Stream it on your YouTube channel. Yes. Put it on social. Yes. But the Pac-12 network. Who cares? Yep. Um. Sir Bob Lob Laws. Okay. Lay's barbecue sucks. Lay's old fashioned barbecue rules. <laughs> Teddy Wayman. I honestly think that would be a lethal combo in Minnesota. The problem would be what does Minnesota give up to get Dame considering what they gave up for Gobert? Truth. You could make some. I, but is, is Damian Lillard going to play with Rudy Gobert? No. I don't think there's any chance in the world. Any chance. Uh, Jeff Wilbert said almost at three hours, zero fart That's drops. That's untrue, dude. I've played one today, and yeah, you missed it. Unfortunately. Stop. OG Gary, Volkswagen is going to fail miserably. I would agree with that. He will. <laughs> Volkswagen. Uh, Ron Nolan, Pele, Messi, and Neymar all wear number 10. Number 10 is a, the number of legend. Victor's the way. So I'm not really sure why Neymar wears number 10. If only legends wear it, I'm not sure what he's doing. I don't at all. Uh, the Nye guy, hot take, Clayton Toon starts for the cards this year and next. Could be. Could be. I the one year, Just one year. I, no, I don't because they've tried. Hey, big shout out uh, to Neon Leach, our newest member. Let's go, baby. Appreciate you guys. Um, all right. We've got about 10 minutes. Uh, don't forget to get into the uh, description of this show uh, below on YouTube uh, or in the uh, description of this podcast if you're listening on our audio. By the way, if you guys want the audio only, Spotify has been massive the last three weeks. We have had massive audio podcast weeks. Uh, find it on Spotify. You can wherever you get your 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 podcasts, your audio podcasts. So Apple, obviously. Um, but in the description of all of our shows, you're going to find the uh, Prize Picks link, uh, or just download their app and use promo code Monty to get uh, a matching deposit promo uh, up to $100. Your initial deposit at Prize Picks, $50, they'll give you $50 more. $100, they'll give you $100 more. We're going to play Prize Picks all football season long, you guys. The the more or less proposition on on in sports is so awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, hey. It's, so much fun. It is. And in the NFL, in quarterbacks, in college football, in baseball, the NBA, oh, prize picks on the NBA is great. Hook it up. Use the promo code Monty. Uh, download the prize picks app. All right. A couple more, uh, couple more things. Where are you guys at on going to the moon? Mm -hmm. Because them, they're Russians. Pooty. Successfully launched... A lunar rover. Right. 
They did. Yeah. One up on a rocket. Yeah. yeah. And then heartbreak over the weekend. Because it's the garbage. lunar rover is getting up to the moon, right? And they lost contact with it. And it crashed into the surface of the moon and disintegrated. And the leading scientists for the Russian moon exploration almost died. You're casual. He had to go to the he had to go to the hospital. And he is saying he wants everything recorded and kept because there is direct responsibility for what happened to the lunar rover. And now everybody believes that Pootie is going to go Pootie and fire everybody. And <laughs> so here's my question. Yeah. Does anybody care about going to the moon? And I know we've been there and we've done that. And people, there's been a space race and all this stuff. But does anybody really care about going to the moon? What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? Yeah, because I, I, seriously, I don't care. Yeah. I, what are we going to find on the moon that we don't, we don't have or we need? Or <coughs> Well, we're going to figure out if there's water up there, bro. Okay, what if there's water up there? We're going to colonize with Elon. What if there's water up there? Those are numbers of death. And speaking of, speaking of Elon, you know what the biggest problem with the space race is? Elon won it already. SpaceX cornered the market on this. Yeah. Like the way that he's able to launch and land rockets mm -hmm. and rocket boosters. And why are we even I you're in the middle of a conflict that is an existential crisis in your country and you're sending <laughs> shit to the moon. <clears throat> yeah. I've never understood this. Yeah. And, and I have to say, uh, whether it's Elon or the world, I don't know. Going to the moon is just casual now, right? By space travel standards. I mean, everyone's all hot to trot over Mars now. You know, like yeah. the, the big new thing in space travel is let's get to Mars. Let's get to Mars. Let's get to Mars. Check out these pictures from the rover. Like, like you're you we have a rover driving around Mars and you can't even get to the moon. That's the problem. I agree with that. Like I don't I, this is the same, like the sun, okay, any exploration or study of the sun, I'm, a, I'm here for it. It impacts our lives on a minute-to-minute, second-to-second basis. But going to Jupiter, going to Mars, go, like all the Mars rover shit, hey, it's cool, it looks like the desert, now what? What are, and I, maybe obviously I'm not a scientist. We have so many more problems right here. Like, let's do something about that. Yeah, I, I think there's a certain, there's definitely a certain cut of people in the world, not just our country, but the world who I I think are fascinated by it and really would, would like to figure it out, you know. And and again, I'm I'm not doing politics or anything. I don't oh, care God. where you stand on oh, it, but there's boy. a there oh, are my. folks who are like, hey, the planet's not going to last forever, whether that's global warming or other stuff. Like a lot of people believe that, and so I think those same people are like, hey, we need to find another solution. And, you know, uh, is that Mars? I don't know. I don't you know, know. Is that is is that the moon? I, I don't know. I don't think so based on the fact that we found nothing there. But, I you know, I don't I don't know. So that's why I think that space travel is such a thing, you know. And, and I also think in the big picture, people are enamored as I am with the concept of, hey, dude, the the like space is literally called space for a reason. It is so vast. There has to be, you know, something for us there. All right, Lance Johnson for $2 wants to know if you know Pearl Jam, only then is done. Yes, dude, I know Pearl Jam. Yes. <laughs> Are you so annoying? Yes. 
Uh, Aztec Warrior says, with the ACC, unlikely Stanford can go independent, but no way Cal pulls that off. It's the Mountain West or bust for them. Do they suck it up and join the Mountain West? Potentially. Because they're not getting into the ACC. Yeah. Uh, SMU has money, but they don't make any, Lance Johnson says. And Matador Mike says, for $5, Harbaugh should uh, be suspended for OSU, Penn State, Michigan State. SMU has death penalty money. Where do I join? There you go. There you go. I think I answered that one already. You did. But I don't understand the moon. Um, I'm here if you guys, like, Mike Smith wants to make, oh, bots in the chat. What? There's bots in the chat, dude? There's bots in the chat. Yes, there is. See, you know, you guys, you know it's happening. Yes. Bots in the chat. Bots in the chat, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, Mike Smith wants to make Uranus jokes. Mike, grow up. Actually, I like Uranus jokes. Yeah. Q Janus. That's why I didn't say Uranus. But are you guys, I see a lot of people commenting on the moon. Mm -hmm. Are you guys here for, are you guys here for moon landings? I don't, I'm not. Moon landings, Mars landings. I I understand Mars. Mars is out there. We don't know much about Mars. We do. We have like three rovers that have landed there. what What is really, if I'm being serious. What has really changed because of our Mars program? But it has ice crystals, dude. Come on. What has really changed? Can we live there? Not can, yet. Can we grow potatoes there potatoes? like Matt Damon did? <laughs> it's a movie reference. Right. Martian. Right. But look at Interstellar. Yeah. Do, do I got to get behind my daughter's bookcase to figure out if there's life on Bro, Mars? you're hating right now, dog. <laughs> I'm just asking. You know. Boss Frog says, Moe's now in the chat. Let's go. What's up, Buck? Boss Frog, I was defending the honor of TCU versus SMU. (laughs) Teddy Wayman, I could care less about landing on the moon, LOL. Ain't doing me any good. And not in our lifetimes, Teddy, and you're like 15. You're not 15, but you're younger than me, and it's not in our lifetimes. It's not in your lifetime. That's my point. Yeah. Maury Alvarez, a great Floridian. We need to land on the moon to make sure we can do it on Mars. Okay. Do what exactly, though? That's what I'm... Okay, so I, I firmly believe, because we've done it before, we can do it again. What do you want to learn about the moon? Because we've landed on the moon, and we've landed on Mars, by the way. We've landed on Mars. Yeah. We have rovers on Mars. I, I know. Yeah. The Todd Father, this segment won't age well. I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're right. That would be awesome. Corey Erickson, using the moon as a testing ground for starting to move beyond this world. Okay. To what? Well, you don't know yet? Yeah. Yep. You know. Big bad brass balls. There's much to learn on the moon. It's It's not just about water, which has already been discovered, and makes the moon a great leaping point uh, out to the rest of the solar system. So let's do that then. That's what I'm saying. I think they're working on that. Um, Sir Bob says, let's land on Florida and fix that. You know. OG Gary, terraform Mars. I don't know what that means. Jeff Woodworth, yes to the moon and Mars. Space exploration is the future, and we can either control our own future or be beholden to other countries. Well, let's at least partner with other countries. Can we do that? Uh, not right now. I think we have far too many problems at home. That, that We always do this. That's just a philosophical thing, but I'm here to work on the environment. I'm here to work on humanity, hunger, 
quality of life issues, I'm here for all of that. Yeah. But I feel like we, us, the Americans, and this is a stupid part about the Russians, going up there on your own is never going to work well. Was never going to work well. But I don't know. Do we have the do we have the relationships? I think we do. Yes, Americans. In, in, in the science world, we absolutely do. Right. I'm here to partner with other other countries to to go to the moon, to go to Mars. I'm this good with is that. fucking America. We have it on the space station. I'm good with that. But at some point, we got to stop trying to do stuff for ourselves. That's what drives me crazy. Bro. Yeah. 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 You're wrong. Oh God. Gumby says the moon landing was fake. And here we go. See, you knew this this crowd was going to come out, dude. You knew that, bro. Lee Jensen. Infowars.com. I thought we were over mooning people. Never. Oh, and donuts. Moon pies are good. <laughs> Don't you joke. Uh, Mike Smith, like crazy hair guy said, I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. Yeah. I'm watching. I'm flipping around. Um, TikTok the other night, and there's this story about army rangers capturing a large subhuman figure deep in a cage, cave in Af- Afghanistan. Biologics. Whatever you say, dude. Biologics. I don't buy it. I'm afraid the topic of the moon is much greater than we can discuss in a chat room. Oh, it is, certainly. Giggity. Why should we explore other planets? We don't appreciate or take care of Earth. All we do is screw it up, uh, screw up another planet. Dude, preach. Fat Jesus, I will care about the moon when they open a super chicks there. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, dude. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Uh, I love America, brother. Brother. Dude, we're watching. You guys, before we leave, do you want to know what kind of life I don't have? (laughs) Here's the kind of life that I don't have. We went about 40 minutes today watching Stone Cold Stone. Dude, can you say it right? Stone Cold. Thank you. Steve Thank Austin. You. Thank you. We were looking for the Vince McMahon video where Vince McMahon, <laughs> where Vince McMahon is talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he says his name like real low-key, Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. Couldn't find it. Could not find it. But went down the rabbit hole of Austin 316, and it made my day. Bro, watching Buddy pull up in a Coors truck... <laughs> <laughs> to the ring, dude. It's incredible, bro. But watching him like stun Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon, and just watching the the hilarity and the script writing, it professional wrestling is fake, and knowing it's fake, the script writing is amazing. It just makes it all that much. And I'm not even a professional wrestling guy, but watching those old clips is just amazing. If the, it, it, and I'm a huge Ric Flair Four Horsemen guy back in the day, but if there's a better professional actor than Stone Cold Steve Austin, he's his, money, dude. His showmanship is remarkable. What? 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 Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! <laughs> it's it it's amazing. Yeah. All right. The Monty Show presented by our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. BuckedUp.com. Use the promo code Monty20 to save 20% off your purchase. Thank you to all 7,000 people who watch the show. If you are here right now, please give us a thumbs up. If you are not subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button, you guys. We're so close to 24,000. Let's rock and roll. That would be amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting our partners. Thank you for watching the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.